Hey, Street Fighters, how you doing tonight? Sunday night, time for a street fight. Hope you enjoyed this opening tune here. It's by the band New. It's called Super 78, one of my favorite groups of all time. Drummer Klaus Dinger originated in uh, the early days of Kraftwerk, so lots of music history wrapped up in there. If you like what you hear, check it out. The other stuff's even more amazing. Uh, thank you for tuning in here. It's Sunday night, 11 p.m. We open up the phone lines to take your calls. The number is 614-412-5252. We are broadcasting worldwide at wcrsfm.org. If you go to the page on the left-hand side, there is a link that says stream. You can listen to the show without calling in. We are in the downtown Columbus, Ohio, Free Press Studio. Broadcasting on 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270 here in Columbus, Ohio. It's the best community radio that there is. It's WCRS. You can find more programs and even the largest archive of Street Fight Radio programs over at WCRSFM.org slash programs. Uh, This show is brought to you by CBD and Kratom. You can find our favorite selections at store.streetfightradio.com. And if you want to hear Brian and I uh, go down in the basement, get deep into that street fighting theory, we do it once a week. And you can find that if you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or any of the Android podcasting apps. Just look for Street Fight Radio and you'll find us. Uh, if you need even more Street Fight, we got a bonus feed at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Street Fight Radio. You can also get access to our digital zine. Now that that's out of the way, let's get this started. What is up, dude? How's it going, minivan guy? My dude got a minivan, guys. All you listeners out there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, Brett has a minivan. Yeah, it's confirmed. You're totally listening to a geek do the radio now. The Street Fight Family Band will be touring more often now. We're able to do the Street Fight Family Band tours and... uh you guys might get to meet all the the whole crew. Yeah, we are one step closer to that Minnesota to St. Louis to Idaho Midwestern tour we've been talking about. Uh, I did go buy a car this weekend, and I got to say that there is something deeply wrong at those places, man. I don't think we don't have there can't be any car dealers, any car salesmen that listen to this show, right? Yeah, there are probably. Oh, I mean, I have to say they're the worst people on the planet. <laughs> As soon as we pulled up, I saw two guys, one guy with like gelled spiked up hair with like wraparound Oakley's and his little buddies, little rat face buddy next to him had like scraped down bangs with the gel and they just looked like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And as soon as we pulled up, I said to Erica, if those guys fucking talk to us, we're walking out the door tonight right now. Did they do it? No, we went away from them. We got away. But it was really odd because when we were inside of there, there was probably a dozen salespeople, all men. It basically looked like a creative. It was like every style of goatee you can imagine and every way to cover male pattern baldness. Like it was all represented. And then everyone behind there was probably 23 employees there. Not a single one of them was a woman. Me. That's they're all me. That's like my place of work. Goatee hat on waiting outside to bother you. Actually, I'm not I don't have the guts to try to sell anything. Yeah, there it's. Yeah. I mean, because you have to be awful. That's and that was the thing, too, is my wife was like. This guy seems really nice. He's trying to help us out. 
And we were looking at this car that had 60,000 miles on it, and he said it had a warranty up to 100,000. And he kept saying, you got 50,000 miles left on that warranty. And then when he walked away, my wife was like, he seemed really nice. And I was like, he just lied about the length of our warranty. <laughs> like, that didn't seem very nice to me. <laughs> That's funny, though, that he lied about the – I like the one Just they... fib the numbers. Yeah, I mean, you know. Pretty much 50,000. How much do you have? Oh, right now we got one with like thirty thousand miles on it. We got a pretty good deal. You got well. How much did you have left for real though? Like when, when they were like, uh, when he told you you had fifty thousand, how much more did you have left? Oh, forty thousand. Was he trying to sell you a car? He was trying to sell a car, and he was like, "This thing has fifty thousand more miles left on its warranty." When it was actually only forty thousand more miles left on its warranty. Oh, that's only ten thousand. I mean, it's only a whole, almost a whole year of driving for some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up, man. I hated buying a car. I like when I bought my car. I I found the car that I really wanted. I got the car that I really wanted. I got it for around the price that I really wanted, but I still felt like I was getting ripped off by the guy because. He was so, like, skeevy to me. Like, the dude are. that was trying to sell it to me was just like, okay. Like, trying to make friends with your kid. I don't know if you brought your kid with you, but they'll be, like, trying to make friends with your kid the whole time. I don't like that either. <laughs> we had to go pick her up and bring her in, and then that stuff started. And I was like, we need to get out of here. But it was fine. <laughs> Erica sat down for most of it. My big move at the end was uh, they came and showed me the price. And I, I looked at the guy, and I said, well... You gave us a price, and we put some money down, and then you added more mo- You added more time onto the loan to get this down to where we want. But as far as I see it, you're in control of the price of that car, and you're in control of how much you pay me for my car. And if those two numbers don't move, I don't really need you. I can go to any dealership in town, pay sticker price, and take the first offer they give me on my car. So we'll just leave right now. And he was like... I'll see what we can do. Yeah, then then they they find out they can do stuff. Yeah, then they find five hundred dollars there, in in wiggle room. Now you're cruising around in a minivan, getting minivaned up. My daughter and my wife were like, "It's very comfortable. You will love this minivan." <laughs> I got I got a couple of good perks too. Also, I sent that thing with almost no rear brakes on it, so there that has to be replaced like yesterday. And I also loaded up our car with a load for the city dump. Because we were having like that, we were doing some spring cleaning. We did all our spring cleaning, so I threw everything in the trunk and never took it to the dump because it's like all the way out in Grove City. Shout out Erica, and so then I gave them a trunk full of my dumpster trash as well. So saved myself like twenty bucks from going to the dump too. <laughs> so it was a big win for me. That's a fucking sweet way to illegally dump. It's like I'll just <laughs> trade my car, I'll just fill my car up with junk and trade it in. Right. Ugh. That's wonderful. That's the best thing is like when you leave your car at that place and you're like, that is yours now. Yeah, I don't okay. want to see it again. I love. I didn't feel tear. I didn't tear up or feel bad about it. I was like, I'm glad I never see that car again. Yeah, yeah. It was also it was malfunctioning like crazy. So. Oh yeah, your car was sounding like cars do when they're on their medium last leg. Like it's like uh, their car has the four legs and your car was on three legs. Well, it's right before the warranty runs out. That's when they. That's when they get. That's when they start to fall apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, spent all day at the woods today, right? Yeah, we went to Blendon Woods and hung around and played frisbee golf. We went golfing, as they say. Yeah, everybody says golfing. That's what uh, when I was at the uh, I was at uh, hole nineteen the other day, and everybody was talking about golfing. 
we ended up doing some frisbee golfing. We did not make our wives frisbee golf. We're not that kind of a terrible husband that makes our wives frisbee golf on Mother's Day. They wanted to do it, and uh, it was a good time. I mean, we did pretty good. Our wives wanted to go frisbee golfing, Brett. That was they asked to go for it. They wanted to go to the woods. We went to the woods and we hung out in the woods. It was awesome. Yeah. That's what we do. We do awesome things for our wives. My wife was amped today. I slept till one. I got up and did the dishes and she was feeling good about herself. I also was at, uh, I went to the Indianola informal carnival on Friday. What's an informal carnival? Well, no, the name, that's what I wanted to get into. The name of the school is Indianola informal. Which sounds like a pretty good way to do school, right? Like, it's just, it's whatever, you know? Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, you can learn if you want, I guess. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, just try to get here before, bef- you know, at least 10 minutes after the bell rings, you know? Don't be more than 10 minutes late. It's informal. Yeah, yeah, d- yeah. I thought it was an informal carnival. Like, you were just allowed to bring your own rides. You know those, like, YouTube videos of, like, the hillbilly, the, like, the hillbilly roller coaster? Have you ever seen those where they'll, like, they'll, like, uh, weld, like, a big chair, like, on a, on top of a car and drive back and forth and stuff? I thought that's what an informal carnival was. People just selling, like, whatever food they have that you, like, you could bring. I, that'd be a street get, fight carnival. Yeah, get, like, an old boxcar skate and put put a uh, put a crate <laughs> on top of it, let people ride around. No, I really like the idea of informal school, though. I don't even know what that means, but. Just get there when you get there is really the. <laughs> you get Just here try, when you get please here. Please try to learn something today. Yeah. So you had a question for us before we hit the phone. Oh, phones. I did. Yeah. So uh, uh, this one's easy, uh, especially because, we, I mean, we told you how bad the Columbus Podcasting Festival is here in town uh, and, and how horrible they are at representing our city because they're gutless cowards. They don't want to be proud of Columbus. They, they just don't like us. They don't want – we're not – we don't fit into their vision of Columbus, man. All right. Let me see. I'm losing this right now. It's – on my dms and i'm about to pull it up so here we go hey man i just graduated college and i'm considering moving to columbus if you have time do you think you could give me a brief pros and cons list of living in columbus as a 23 year old street fight fan and all around degenerate oh con they don't respect us for our podcasting success that's an enormous con to columbus right Right. street being a street fighter won't get you far in this town as far (laughs) as the small business bean is concerned or whatever the little organizations around here are 614 navigator no wait they're no they're they're good columbus navigator is good 614 magazine that's the horrible one is bad they hate us and (laughs) and alive i mean here's the thing alive doesn't hate us yeah, Alive, Alive cool. loves us too. Shout out Erica. Yeah, here's Thompson. the thing. We do. There's stuff here to do. It, but like when you talk about like being a street fighter, I don't know like what your thing is. Like you could go to concerts every night. There's usually a pretty good punk concert or, or rap concert or some kind of concert pretty much every night. But it, like I think it just always depends on what you do because if you don't do stuff like that, this can come off as like some kind of a very I don't know sort of a like a a boring clean like city you know what i like it can come off as kind of soulless i guess when you're here you really have to spend time doing stuff i mean one bonus to being in columbus is that you know you'll get a street fight live show every three to six months sure 
Yeah, I would say I, it's great for that age. I mean, I had the most fun when I was that age, and there's a lot of young people here. There's a couple of art schools, so there's lots of crazy people here uh, doing all kinds of side projects. There's lots of good punk and noise. There's lots of $5 shows and tons of small venues. If you're if you're into indie rock and underground music, a lot of that stuff does come through. Taco Cat's going to be here. You can always go see a member of the Wu-Tang about every three to five months here. They're, they play about as often as Street Fight does in Columbus. Bone Thugs and Harmony plays yeah. here a decent amount if they're still going. I mean, And also, you can, like, you can ride a bike from one end of town. You can get around real easy. You can ride a bike through over the whole thing. Uh, it's relatively cheap to live, and there's lots of breweries. But it is kind of Mayberry-ish in that it seems really clean and safe and dangerous, and there isn't a lot of uh, there isn't a lot of nightlife in the way as some other cities do it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know. I like I said, it doesn't. It depends on what your interests are, really. I think at that age, there's so much to get into here. That's what I like. I I actually regret every day because I always look at all this stuff I can't go to because I'm a minivan guy now. Yeah, you do. You are a minivan driver, actually. So, I mean, I, I mean, I have to, like, spread out when I can do my stuff. But, I mean, even on Monday and Tuesday nights, there's cool punk house shows. There's art gallery openings. There's a social gaming club here. Uh, all of the fancy coffee you could want. Um, all of the niçois salads and any sort of um, outrageous food items. We got them. You can get, uh, what do they got, Dory Locos? You can go get that yeah. here. Yeah, diamonds. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's like if you live in a city already, you're. He's in Tyler, Texas. Ten thousand people. Well, I mean, then it's like living in a city. You'll love it. It's like any other medium sized to big city that's got everything that you could want. That baseball games are great. You can always go see a baseball game for five to ten dollars during the summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got everything. We got a hockey team. We got a football team. We got... It's just the difference is is that when you're in, like, a bigger city, there is way too much to do. In Columbus, there's one thing to do. Like, depending on what you want, to different people, there's something available. There's probably one thing you're going to be excited about each day. Where in, like, you know, New York City, you're just overwhelmed all the time by things to do. But here, I mean, there's always great stuff to get into. And everybody knows you, everybody, so... I don't know what you're getting into, but it's very easy to rub elbows and shake hands and just know people here. Yeah, yeah. There's bars everywhere, happy hours everywhere. It's it's a decent place. You move here, you'll like it. It's better probably I mean, I'm I don't know what Tyler, Texas is like, but it's probably better than Tyler, Texas. I can say that. It does get cold here. Though. The winters are awful. The winters are hell. So But it'll be novel for you for a while. Yeah. So that's uh that's that's our tourism board. We this city doesn't even deserve how nice we are to it. I know, doesn't deserve we're it. Man. Carrying it on our backs, but we are. We're carrying this damn city on our backs. I like that. I like saying that. That makes me feel strong. Like, damn, I'm like, I just, you know, I make this place. You know, one of these days, the Chamber of Commerce is going to come to me and be like, "What do you like about Columbus?" And then I'll be in one of those tourism commercials where I'm like, "We got." Farm-to-table restaurants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> punk houses. It's great. The New York Times will come and interview me, and I'll be like, ooh, go on one of these beer tours. Thin and crispy pizza. <laughs> I'll turn around at a bar, and I'll have a mouthful of pizza, and I'll yell that real loud. Yeah. We'll be, we're like, the, they'll be playing, like, really corny, like, public domain rock music, and me and you will stand up at a Clippers game, like, yeah! Like a, <laughs> 
after I, they hit something. It's going to be a great video. The, actually, if they did a video of me, they'd be like, you can walk 15 miles in a whole day. Yeah, that's true. You can walk the whole length of the city. No, that would be great. They could take a picture of you at like one end of High Street and be like, you can walk the whole city. And then it'll snap cut to you at the other side of High Street. And like, in one day. <laughs> I do that, by the way. I mean, I have like I I have one more neighborhood that I have to add to my walk before I've walked all of the neighborhoods of Columbus, Ohio, in one day, and I think I might do it tomorrow. Maybe I'm a little like if it's supposed to rain or something, I might not be able to do it. Yeah, I got to make sure conditions are right. Yeah, for people that live here, I am I'm trying to get every neighborhood in one walk. What neighborhoods is that? The last one left is Clintonville. Oh. I go from my house into downtown to Germ- through the brewery district into German Village, across German Village, all the way down High Street to campus. But then I turn on Lane and I go up to uh, Upper Arlington. I would have to keep going yeah. down High Street to hit that. Come on that, down to North Broadway. Yeah, it's just that's a really long walk. I think that might be maybe too much i don't know yet though i haven't really tried don't it. doubt yourself i won't doubt myself you can do it you can get fifty thousand. you got to get it eventually i don't have to get it oh really <laughs> I, i'd love to you're not motivated to get it i would sit at home now that i got this foot massager here at the studio i could maybe do it on a sunday and then come here and get the old footsie wootsies massage you yeah, someone left a high-powered belt sander-style foot massa- massager of some sort in here. We're calling it the Sibian. Yeah, it's the Sibian. You can sit on it and make your booty hole feel good. <laughs> right. Prostate stimulator. <laughs> uh, let's see let's who's on. The <laughs> yeah, we, once we get there, it's time to go to the phones. These lovely people have been waiting for so long. Let's see what they got to say. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, it's me, Justin Comer. Oh, hey, how's it going, man? Good, how are you guys? Doing well. Uh, How are things out there in Iowa? Oh, they're pretty good. Just waiting for you guys to come. You did, um, what's the name of your song? Because we opened up uh, one of the shows with your music, and a lot of people liked it. Oh, yeah, that was uh, a couple months ago. You guys played Interesting Bricks was the name of that one. That's because we like bricks. Elon Musk likes bricks too. Did you hear about this? I did. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. So there's that going on. Elon Musk, somebody was like, you know, you're spending all this time trying to shoot cars onto Mars and shit like that. Why don't you do something about affordable housing? He was like, you know, when I dig those tunnels, I'm going to use that dirt to make cheap bricks. And I'm like, that doesn't, I mean, that wasn't the cost of bricks was not the thing that was making the houses unaffordable. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, we'll use cheaper bricks to make more luxury apartments. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, we don't have to add more bricks to the standing structures that are there waiting for people to live in them. We don't need bricks for that. No, we could not build things. But he, the, the, the thing I think about is these guys always think you have to have more capitalism happen, yeah. right? So we got to build these things. We need more capitalism. So what, What's going on tonight, Justin? I'm just hanging out at home. Uh, I wanted to draw the Street Fight listeners' attention to the Iowa City Police Log. What? Okay, I'm going there now. Is it on? Where is it at? Where can I get the Iowa City Police Log? All right. So there's a guy that runs a Facebook page and a Twitter account for the Iowa City Police Log. 
Uh, and he's just reposting stuff from a, a public website that posts, um, like, every phone call that the Iowa City police get. I got it. I'm and on there And this dude now. is, like, yeah, he's, like, curating the funny entries on this log. Okay. Like, for example, uh, the one I'm looking at right now says, female peed in Jimmy John's. White female ponytail, black sweater with pink undershirt. Okay. Customer disoriented says his car won't start because of the parking lot. That's <laughs> one of the, look. You know why this is good? I think. Like I don't because they they are. I don't know if they're keeping the people because I I'm I don't like those like slammer magazines. You know, those newspapers that, like, for a while they were like the talk of Columbus. It was called, like, the Slam. Oh, yeah, yeah. And people would go to the store and they'd get it and be like, look at all these really funny uh, mug shots. But it's like, those people's mug shots are being plastered all over town for whatever they did. I mean, hell, I can't think of too many things that we need to know somebody did. You know what I mean? Like, if a guy is sitting in the parking lot and he says his car won't start because of the parking lot. We don't need to know who that guy is. The story's great. Tell us right, the story. Right, anonymous. Yeah, 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 and that's good that he's doing this because I'll tell you why. Uh, knowing what the police are actually dealing with instead of depending on them to tell us what they're doing out on the streets is probably a really a really good thing, you know, like because they make it sound like every call. Uh, I go out here and I know that every call could be my last. Yeah, like, or it could just be so- – getting guy's car to a different parking lot so he could start it spoke with frank he mostly wanted to make us aware that there is a new homeless guy in town who appears to be a threat to people he described this person as a large black male good looking with nice clothes a prison build and nice clothes that dude was horny that's what he got scared about (laughs) (laughs) a guy had nice clothes the guy you can't even you're if you're a black dude you're a threat if you have nice clothes if you're strong you're prison build there's a he home. He described a completely normal guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was jealous and hating. And that's what he came up with. Yeah, uh, this homeless guy that has on really nice clothes. That's what he said. There's a homeless I, guy that has a prison build. And ver- prison build could be fit. Sure. I mean, people are also fit. You right. know what I mean? That's another way to describe prison build. <laughs> prison build. I don't build. even know. What does that mean? It just probably means you have huge arms and no leg muscles because you've just been doing, like, pull-ups. And you yourself. just lift. Yeah. yeah, you just lift. <laughs> yeah. Uh, call I it. like this because it uh, it shows, like, ridiculous shit that people call the cops over. Right, and how mundane the cop's job is, too, right? Like, caller locked self out of apartment, would like assistance to get into his open window that is on the second story. He called apartment management. They couldn't help, and locksmith, he called, only takes cash, and he only has credit card. His phone was almost dead, too. See, and that's one that they probably didn't answer, and that's one they should respond to. That one's perfect. That is a perfect reason for me to need the cops, is to be like, Ah oh, man, all my buddies are asleep and I need into this house. Could you just lift me up to the window? Could I just call a number? It's an emergency. I need someone to lift me up to my window. Yeah, here's one. Black male, pants down to almost his knee bottoms, showing he's knee bottoms. What is that? Yeah, and he's <laughs> his knee bottom showing, trying to read a book. So it's a guy that's like, I'm trying to read this book and I can't stop looking at this guy whose pants are falling down. It's like. Read your book. Just yeah. fucking read your Bury book. Bury your nose dude. in the book. 
Oh, see, I interpreted this one differently. I thought it was the, the guy with his pants down that was reading and not the person calling. <laughs> Maybe. You you might be right, but I think the guy probably, because it, it, it of the way it says almost to his knee bottom showing, trying to read a book. So it seems like that's what they're doing. These are ridiculous. I'm so mad about this. Mail found a this phone. This one pissed me off because it's clearly a, a very racist person. <laughs> yeah, Mail found a phone and is asking for $20 to sell it near the Iowa City Mall playground. Well, okay. Brett and I, when we were in, 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 uh, when we were in Louisiana, we were sitting down and we were just so tired. We were It was like 3 o'clock in the morning and we just got into town, went to a wrestling thing, and then we wanted to go get something to eat. And this guy sits now next to us and he's like, you want to buy a Sprint phone? And we're like, no, not really. I got a Sprint phone. I'm holding one in my hand right now. Yeah, not in the market right now. You want now. a backup? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. This... Maybe a nice gift. Raccoon acting weird is in and is walking in circle in the caller's backyard. They called the police because there's a raccoon walking in circles in their backyard. Like, did they think that somebody got the raccoon high and that they have to go respond? These are great. You know, we were talking about this earlier in the woods just for two seconds. And I said this to I said this to Brett, but like, it's kind of like. We don't need to be working when we're hanging out for Mother's Day. But I, I was telling him how I think a lot of these police sites, like the official Facebook police pages, I feel like a lot of those are troll. Like the police are trolling people and trying to like kind of trying to piss people off. Well, and that, it, that one today was threatening to arrest people for making fun of them on their social media, right? Yeah, I have that up here. Uh, it, it wasn't like he was just saying that there is a law that you're breaking. Uh, when when you do it, where did it go? I had the damn news news article. Oh my god! It's against the law to blame the police on social media. Yeah, because people. So this cop picked up a gram of weed at a park. He went to a park. He grabbed a he he busted somebody for a gram. They posted the picture of the gram and said it was a gram. And a bunch of people came into the comments and were like cussing them out and acting like i mean they, they got brutal in the comments the comments on police pages have gotten really good because it really does show the sentiment that people have for the police at this point weren't they know? england too i think it was here oh it was and they said pursuant to some you know threats and rudeness act we could come and arrest you and it's just like oh man if you're gonna post a gram of weed you need to expect that there's gonna be people like why are you stealing that guy's weed you know and now they're saying we're going to... The gonna, Rudeness Act? I don't know what it was called. I, I, it probably <laughs> is close to the Rudeness Act. But this is cool. I mean, Jesus. Iowa, I wonder what this looks like in a different, in like a bigger city. But like, it, it says like, Iowa City's not small though. Iowa City's like a mid-sized city, right? Uh, it's, it's not big, but it's a college town. It's really dense. There's a lot of stuff going on. Harassing, I don't remember the uh, uh, harassing population. Phone, Let me see. Harassing phone calls about serving him papers for the past three weeks. Unable to block number. <laughs> what? Wait. Somebody was trying to serve a guy, so he called the police and was like, these people are harassing me trying to serve me my papers, yeah. and I can't block the number. <laughs> right. Help me, police. Man, if you weren't working for the bad guys for that process server job, how yeah. fun would that be? Like a little bit? 
like just a tiny bit having to hunt people down and then like pop out of nowhere and hand them papers right <laughs> yeah, so like i wish there's there not was... many other jobs like that that require that skill <laughs> i know i wish there was a job where you like had to pop up and hand people like a gift or something i would totally be into that like mm, happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> there's a real game to that <laughs> yeah yeah i think it sounds so fun you dress up in a disguise like you come in like like you're delivering flowers and you're like Gotcha. You know. Right. <laughs> Show up to their surgery and hand it to them when they wake up. <laughs> Here's a good one, Brett, from May 9th. Someone keeps calling him and burping on the phone, and he wants it to stop. <laughs> he, called, <laughs> he called the phone company, and they won't do anything to help him. He is very agitated. This is a white person doing this, too. Only a white person calls the police because somebody's burping into their phone. Yeah, and you know what he's doing? Oh, he yeah, keeps absolutely. picking it up. Somebody did it, and they're belching, <laughs> and he's getting mad, and they're like, call him back. And he keeps picking it up, and he's like, no, you will not win. This is my house. I can pick up the phone if I want, and I do not have to hear your belching. <laughs> yeah, he's Mo from The Simpsons. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just don't answer the phone. I would just unplug the phone for a half hour until they get tired of it, you know? This, I used to call, when I used to do uh, prank phone calls, as soon as someone got flustered about it, it was like calling back with something else. <laughs> okay, before before we let you go, Justin, I want to thank you so much for this because I'm going to read one that Brett and I are going to really enjoy and that our listeners are going to like. Got, oh, in, yeah. got into an argument with boss over the phone, wants to let an officer know in case the boss calls to report it and doesn't tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great the one. real deal. My boss is calling and bullshitting on me. No. He's going to say that I said all this stuff. I didn't say that. That wasn't me. I didn't say that. He's going to say he's justified and that I shouldn't have punched him. <laughs> that's funny. That's getting ahead of it. My boss is lying. That's, I used to do that to my sister sometimes because she would always tell on me. And we'd be in the back seat just picking and picking and picking. And she'd be like, I'm going to tell on you. I'll be like, fine, I'm going to tell on myself. And then I would just go to my parents and tell them what I did. And they'd be like, leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, you were good. <laughs> I did that. Well, I, I had said it before. I've mentioned it a couple of times. But I one time knew the cops were looking at me for doing some vandalism. So I wrote a note to my dad that said, like, if the police show up, don't be surprised. Here's what's up and here's what you should say. And, you know, just be stupid about it, you know. Yeah. Just say that you had the car this night. Here's a very American call. Here's a very American living in an apartment call, Brett. People upstairs constantly making noise. Caller thinks they're doing it deliberately (laughs) to spite him. It feels like that. (laughs) I take one sick day. I don't hear a goddamn thing up there. But as soon as we start putting dinner on the table, they start tap dancing. Despite you, despite they're, me, they're jumping up and down despite you. I thought that too, though. I had these neighbors that like would always call the police on me for being loud, and then it would sound like they were moving furniture. But it was, listen, they had kids, yeah, and I'm sure those kids were jumping all over the couches and banging on the walls, and that was it. And they weren't trying to cause. Well, these neighbors hated my guts anyway because it was a big problem. I was a bad neighbor, but uh, yeah, these kids are just like uh bouncing off the walls and i was like they're doing this on purpose just to mess with us they they love this noise and i'm like no one of my first apartments i moved into i was upstairs but i became friends with the people that were across the street and they were downstairs and i was in their place one time i was like 
this is what it fucking sounds like every time someone goes up the stairs. Yeah. Because I was, like, constantly in and out, like, speeding up and down the stairs, and I was way louder. I'm, like, I have, like, I'm using my hands to go up the stairs. I'm just using clamoring up the stairs. You skip steps. I skip steps. It's so loud. Yeah. I'm, like, half sliding down them. When people come down the stairs and I hear them, I'm like, how do you do that without making all that noise that I make? <laughs> Why come when you go down the steps, it doesn't sound like you're doing an obstacle course <laughs> or you have to jump through those tires? Because I fly down those things. This site is great. I think I'm just going to scroll through it tonight and read ones that yeah, I like. Thank give you. us some highlights. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Have fun with it. Thank you. Thank you for what, calling, Justin. What's your Twitter? Uh, I'm at Justin K. Comer. Yeah, Thank and what's your damn band camp? You can't just tell people the name of the song. You're not like a Grammy Award winning artist. We need we need the URL. <laughs> so rude the way you are. That's also that. it's uh No, no, it's fine. It's uh, justinkcomer.bandcamp.com. Yeah, really good uh, instrumental stuff uh, that won't get you in trouble at your cafeteria job. Uh, <laughs> thank you for calling, <laughs> right. Justin. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks guys. Female Oh, thanks, Justin. Female requests to speak to anyone about various concerns. <laughs> That's a therapist? <laughs> See, these, they, so this is, man, like they could be solving these problems, though, right? This is what should be their job. This is what their job should be. Yeah. Like, who do you want to, you want to, let, let me just pull up this Blue Cross Blue Shield of Ohio and get you a <laughs> list of name to people to talk to. I don't have, I don't, I only know how to shoot people. I don't know how to answer your questions. Right. When I read these, I'm like, these guys don't need these guns. Like, they could handle this call right here. Reporting underage drinking doesn't feel that it is fair. He is legal to drink and he has to wait to be served because of all of the underage drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's hilarious that's that is a shitty move well you know what this party's over i can't even get a goddamn drink around here we're gonna shut this show down it's beautiful it's, calling the cop calling the cops right now yep get your last fishbowl because you're gonna be out of here in handcuffs if you don't leave soon it's just like the thing is like they don't need guns and sticks to handle something like that they could walk in and say Come on, get out of here, kids. You know, go. Don't illegally drink in this bar, okay? Leave. They could even arrest them, I guess. But nothing on their record. Just arrest them and take them to, like, a drunk tank and be like, here, sit in this cage for three hours. And then head, let them out. That's I just it. say, tell them to shoo. Yeah. I'm, well, that's my, my philosophy is, like, any problem with teens can be solved by just telling them to go somewhere else. Yeah, figure something else out. <laughs> this is over. This is You had your harebrained scheme. This is the end of it. This It's over. Find I, something else. I do, like, hate teens in that, like, like, I was walking the other day, and these teens rode by me on a bike, and just, I had the headphones off because I was charging my phone. You can't do both at the same time because of technology. I'm mad about that. Um, so I have my headphones off and I'm charging and I just hear them start making fun of me. As soon as they're like five sidewalk blocks, like ahead of me, they're just like, look at that motherfucker. <laughs> this stupid shirt. Like I was like, dang dudes, keep it down. Don't make fun of me. I'm afraid there's nothing I can do about it. They would have beat me up if we were to start a fight and there were two of them and there were teens. So you can't beat up two teens. You can't beat up two. I can't teens. beat up two you teens. You can't. Yes, I can. Listeners, can you get two 16 year 16 to 18 year old boys any of you me. know any that would fight Brett? I want him to ha now have to face two teens in a fight. 
because I'm furious that he's saying that he can because they would kill him. No, it has to be pulled at random though. It's not the it's not the badass the most badass fighter at school. See, these were guys without shirts on riding BMX type bikes, so they they're cheaters. Different kinds of teens. They're not. I, they can't use any. They can't take one of the pegs off of their bike and hit me with it. Yeah, I think one of them was smoking too. Like it's just like I can smoke too. I, well, yeah. What's so impressive <laughs> but, about that? <laughs> two teens that smoke could beat you, dude. They're so frail. They're children. They okay. have little tiny bird hearts. Man, Brett just... I got my daddy time, weight. All I have to do is lean on him. <laughs> one time I tell Brett that I think he could out-clean Mike Rowe, and now he's like, I could win any competition. <laughs> I'm not afraid of two teens. <laughs> I am a slightly afraid of... I wouldn't fight two teens. There you go. I don't think I could win a fight against two teens. I'm not afraid of them. Like, it's easy to avoid fighting teens. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and you're thinking about the teens... See, you're not even thinking about the right kind of teens, dude. I'm talking about teens that are running free in downtown Columbus. Okay. Like, not the teens from my neighborhood who are like, I could beat up any six teens from my neighborhood, and I could beat up the football team in my neighborhood. <laughs> okay, now I want to get that going. <laughs> now we got a card. <laughs> In your opening match, Brett Payne will take on two 16-year-old boys. And for your main event tonight, Brian Quinby versus the entire Grandview Heights football team. <laughs> I'm just saying they're not tough. It's not a tough school. Sure. Like, I can handle them, you know? You're talking about hard scrabble kids that have already been fighting and are well-versed in it. Yeah. They haven't, I haven't been in the ring in a while. You haven't. <laughs> Yes, I haven't. I have not. You did, though. I will say this before we get to our next call. You did, like, you took a full trash can to the back of the head and didn't, not only didn't get mad, you were happy and you threw it. So I do think you, I don't get me wrong, I think you have toughness in you. Thank you. I don't think you're, because, like, anybody else, this is why I love Brett, listeners. Anybody out, we were at this ICP concert. He got hit in the back of the head with a full trash can. Maybe not full, but it was like a three quarters of the full, maybe half Yeah, it was full. one of those big, like, gray Rubbermaid. Rubbermaid 40-gallon trash cans or whatever. Somebody threw it. It hit him in the back of the head, and he didn't get mad and storm out. Because everybody else I know would have got mad and stormed out of the concert. This is bullshit. I hate this. He, he used it as a way to explain how cool the concert was. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I mean, I like that, too. It adds to the the, <laughs> the mood. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it kind of uh, puts things in perspective and get, you, get your head ringing, right? Yeah. Two teenagers walk through the H.A. Haycap Family Services parking lot to the alley smoking weed. Just calling on some weed smoking. T- Everybody's right. smoking weed on the streets these days, though. It That's is. the best place to do yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It's, it's good that they're doing it, too. Let's get these calls in. Yeah, it's a call-in show tonight. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, can you guys hear me okay? We no, hear we a lot of really loud noise. I don't know yeah, if you can turn. At, what is that noise? I'm working at an auto plant right now. Okay. Oh, really? Well, it sounds really yeah. hard to hear. You're working in a what? Auto plant. In an auto plant? I'm building trucks. Oh. Are you on the clock right now? Yes, I am. Well... I'll tell you what, it's really loud, and we can't... Yeah, it's a bit... If you can't hear me, I can call back another time. Okay, call us back, because it's very loud in my ears. Thank you for calling from uh, work, though. Waste... Go, uh, smoke... No problem, guys. Go smoke a cigarette, buddy. 
Waste of time another way. That hurt my ears really Oh, bad. it did? Yeah. I should have turned you down. It wasn't yeah. so bad for me. It's ultra loud here. Do you need, you need to shut down? I mean, down? I might need to turn down a little bit. I would say that. Let's get another call in here. Auto plant. Are you on two? I don't know, dude. I'm on this. Right here. This guy. So, yeah. I don't know. Here, I'll read another thing. Daily subject daily subject parks at this location and jumps the fence into the preserve area then comes back about 30 minutes later and leaves this is a guy going fishing you're fine i i i I can't tell the difference it's fine yeah the the guy goes fishing he jumps a fence to go fishing and somebody calls the dang police god damn it this is what people are wasting their time on i mean and this is Man, I, I mean, it's been wild. All the reports of uh, black folks getting the cops called on them this right. month has just been so much. There's just nothing to do. to. Tr- it, it really is. It's uh, infuriating because I know I still have to go around my family members and feel like I have to somehow prove the point that there's racial discrimination in America in 2018. And I, I just don't feel like I just feel like the, it's all there. It's they're we're they're putting it in front of people's faces every single day. Why do I have to bring it all the way to you? Yeah. You know? Well, and they call the police at like at the drop of a hat. It's like that these people are calling the police on people that are having like barbecues in a park. They're calling the police on people who are doing things that like I there's one of these calls here says woman is FaceTiming while driving. And it's like, don't call the fucking police. We need a comprehensive list. Of what you're allowed to call the police on. I think we can make that too. I don't think that's a hard thing. Like if we have, if we're going to have to have police, a comprehensive list of things that you're allowed to call the police on. And none of these things are there. I'd even like to have like a different force set up so that like, if like, first of all, you never call the police on people for an illegal argue or barbecue. That's ridiculous. Like that, you know. Or calling the police on people for sleeping in a common area at a place that they live. I saw that. Yeah, it sucks because I, it's just that even if someone is a nuisance, they'll probably be gone. You know, if someone came in here and decided to use the couch and sleep for seven hours, they're one of a, a very small amount of people. You know, it doesn't warrant it doesn't warrant any reaction for the most part. It just it just really let it alone. Yeah, if they're not if they're not saying words to you, then it doesn't. Imp- it's not you. you. Yeah, yeah. They're not bothering anybody. No one else here feels threatened. I mean, they have their. They're doing their own thing. Even if it's illegal, what you're not the police. Yeah, and we don't need the police. The, yeah, we the, don't need the police for this shit. Things are going okay out there. The Please. grill, the barbecues are out there. I really, honestly, think that you should be able to use them whenever you want. Yeah, those barbecues suck. Those are something. Else. Oh, they're awful. You're not allowed to bring your own. I guess. Yeah. Right. They got the monopoly on barbecues at the at the park. Yeah. Let's get this uh next call in. I wish that auto plant guy was on, but I that was loud. That was a noise like I've never heard before. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? What up guys? It's Chi. What's up, Chi? From Deftones? Oh no, he died. I'm sorry. Chi, uh, what's up, Chi? How are you? <laughs> no, a drug scientist. Oh, drug scientist. I know you. How are you doing tonight? How's the drug science business going? Yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, what I want to call about. Uh, I've got a one hell of a work story for you if you're in for it. Okay, okay, yeah. Let's go for it. 
Alright, so uh, I've been at this place for almost two years now, and uh, I started up. Or I started with them when the company was literally 18 people total, including the like eight-person board. So, like, I was there from the very, very, very beginning. We now have, I think, like upwards of 500 employees. Oh wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's got way, 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 way bigger. And basically, when I started out. Um, I interviewed, I had a friend who was, uh, who was interviewing there and, uh, they brought me in and they were like, Hey, we need somebody to operate our lab to be like a lab technician and you'll be doing, you know, handful of samples a week. You'll have uh, the help from uh, this guy who's a, uh, a PhD and can help kind of, kind of guide you and get, get you going and everything. And you know, th- this will be what you do. And they offered benefits and good enough salary that I was like, all right, sounds great. And I'm getting to work with, with weed all the time. It's awesome. Right. It is and, cool. you know, it, was, it, is, it was cool. Like I really did. Uh, you know, I, I came in and, and for the most part it's been cool. But, uh, what I didn't realize was they kind of undersold me on what I was going to be doing. Cause they told me I'd be a technician coming in. I show up the first day. There's no lab. What? You had to, like, build the thing? Yeah, yeah I did. So, uh, basically, when I started up, they had they had nothing functioning. They didn't have all of the equipment they needed. They didn't have the, the instruments they had weren't even plugged in. Um, but I was like, this is, this is awesome. You know, I, I learned a ton. I, sure. I went from from being, you know, capable but not at all professional. I'm not particularly proficient to now to the point where like I can run that laboratory with my eyes closed. Like it was a trial by fire. Sure. It's a, you know, it's I got a, dropped in. Right. It's an opportunity. Exactly. I got dropped in and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I had to learn by making every possible mistake and, and just trudging through it. And it was, it was cool. But, uh, maybe the first, uh, kind of shitty sign was, uh, Initially, we were supposed to be making overtime, but then uh, shortly after I started the Obama-era like guideline or, or law or whatever that had not gone into effect yet, but was going to make it so that anybody who was making less than $50,000 or like $47,000 was going to be – was obligated to receive overtime even if they were on salary. Right. We talked about it at length. Yeah. Brian's wife did. Yeah, and that. then – Oh, and I was, I was right under that line, which I don't, uh, you know, I'll, I guess I'll just say it. Like, I was, they offered me 45000 which I was initially blown away with because I'm a young guy, like, good money out of school. I was, I was super happy to take that, especially with, with overtime. But then as soon as Trump got elected, it, it was like two weeks later that they announced they were rolling that back. So they called uh, myself, and, myself and my friend into the office, and they were like, listen – we're not going to pay you overtime. Oh, my God. They were like, if you want, you can switch to hourly. And if you switch to hourly, we'll still pay you overtime. But be aware that if you do switch to hourly, it's sort of a promotion to go back to salary. You can't just jump back whenever you want. You'd have to wait for, like, an evaluation or whatever. And I was talking to it with, you know, one of the, the top, top people. Because at that time, there were, you know, there were no, nobody else around. And I was like, you know, listen, man, like, 
I'm working, you know, 60, 70 hours a week right now, which was almost every week. You know, there was nobody else there to do the work. We had to do it all of our, all ourselves. And we were working 12 hour days, 15 hour days, six, seven days a week. It was crazy. But I was like, listen, you know, like I'm, I'm working a ton of time to not get, not get paid anything, but I don't necessarily want to demote myself either. And he was like, all right, I understand you. And he's like, and I'll tell you the truth. You know, we are a startup. We're, we're still operating in the red every single month. Like this is, you know, we're, we're pretty strapped for cash. Uh So if you stay on salary, that would be helpful for us because we won't have to pay out as much right now. (laughs) But down the line, we'll look at, your, your overtime worked and what you've done and, and yeah. the growth with the company. And remember, you're here ground floor. You know, ground floor, ground floor. We heard a That's thousand worth times. nothing, man. Yeah. Especially if they're and, willing uh, to screw you now. Like, if they're telling you right now we're going to screw you, and then they're like, remember, you're on the ground floor, though. And it's like, well, I mean, it doesn't seem like that's bought me anything <laughs> here so far, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So we, uh, so, you know, I was like, you know, all right, fine. Like, I'll stay on salary. I'm going to try to get a little more of my time back and not work such long hours. Right. But, you know, how shit goes. Like, you end up doing it any- anyway because, you know, it's. They expect it from you, you now. Know, you, you, like, I, this yeah, is, this is the. You know, I, I took some level of pride in my work. You know, I, I built the entire, I built it from the ground up, you know, and it was, it was still, I was learning a lot and. I didn't hate the job. The, the work itself was kind of fun, you know, grinding up weed and taking uh, samples of concentrates and all this stuff. It was fun. But, uh, you know, time goes on, time goes on. And it gets to the point where we, we are expanding like crazy. There's, there's, you know, 20 or 30 people in, in around my area. And uh, myself and, and one other person there basically took on all the responsibilities of management, of uh, quality control, communication with anything to do with the lab and all this stuff. Like, uh, there was no one else to do it. We, we stepped up and did it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'd like to think we did an okay job considering the fact that they, they kept their fucking company growing. And uh, so as all this stuff goes on, and eventually I'm like, all right, this is insane. I've been here. I hit my, my one-year mark. And we've been, you know, supposed to get evaluations for Christmas and then supposed to get evaluations for, for your anniversary and all, but they keep pushing these things off and, and kind of kicking the can and not, not giving to people stuff and whatever. So I, I, I tracked down the bosses and I was like, listen, um, you know, we had this conversation almost a year ago now. We agreed that if I was not going to move to salary, like, like if I was not going to take an hourly wage, that we'd reevaluate this and that things would happen. And, you know, I, I want to reevaluate this. Sure. And I was like, also, you know, I want you to know that uh, we're going to need some more people to do some more, some more jobs in here. I was officially still the only lab designate. Uh, they had, technically, there's a PhD involved, but he's a toxicologist, not a chemist, like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And he's there, like, one day a month. Okay. To, like, help advise with toxicology related stuff so and this, it's like you know we really we're going to need more employees in here it's, it's really 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 getting to be too much for one person to handle especially with all these other jobs i'm taking on 
And uh, to to uh, this first boss's credit, let's call him Jay. To Jay's credit, he was like, I totally get that. You know, like, thank you for telling me. Uh, you know, we'll we'll get on that. We'll we'll start looking for more people. All right, perfect. And I was like, how about the uh, the race or the compensatory, compensatory, you know, whatever you want to call it. And he was like, oh, um, all right, listen, we're, we'll have an HR guy in like two weeks. We're finishing hiring an HR person right now. Once we have HR, we'll sit back down and look at this. Of course, two months go by, still no HR person. Of course. Finally, they get one. And I, I first at the door, really, I'm like, listen, this is what's happened, you know. This is where we started, blah, blah, blah. This is where we're at. And he's like, oh, my God. Like, you've been here for now, what, 15 months? You've never had a raise? And you were doing all this and this? He's like, yeah, you're right. Like, just something should definitely happen. It's, you know, you, you've clearly moved beyond what your job description was when you got hired. I'm like, all right, great. He's like, all right, we'll schedule this, and then we'll, we'll uh, get back in touch. And... Uh, so about a week later, Jay comes back around, and he's like, hey, man, did we tell you about uh, the new guy who's coming into the lab? And I was like, no, uh, awesome, we're getting a new person. He's like, yeah, he's going to be your new manager. <laughs> Fucking human resources. <laughs> Fucking human resources, oh man. That's like, that's and, a, the best comedy I've heard in a while. It was unbelievable. So he shows up. I still haven't had this meeting, by the way. Uh, but my new manager shows up. And to his credit, he's a nice guy. He's a scientist. He's not, he's not like these other people. He's, you know, he's a science dude. He's been doing it for, you know, 40 years almost. Like, does know his stuff. But he also knows that this is a totally new industry. You know, he comes from, you know, much more boring, old, regular chemistry. And now we're doing weed and drugs and all this interesting stuff and plus i had built the lab like i knew our instruments better and our software and our processes just because i had i had seen it all from the very beginning and he was like yeah you know like and, and my manager even acknowledges this he's he brings a lot of of knowledge and expertise especially with you know documents and record keeping and all that kind of stuff and how to do that in a way that's compliant but he's completely open about things like, yeah, no, you're, you're our resident expert with all the stuff that we do in the day to day. And, uh, so finally the meeting comes up and Jay is nowhere to be found. He's completely absconded and it actually ends up being between myself and the CEO okay. and HR was there. Okay. They bring in Pat as well. And, uh, so we get talking about it, whatever, and I'm hoping that it'll it'll go really well. They completely tore me apart. No. Absolutely took. So we had done some internal lab proficiency testing, and uh, with Pat and one of the other managers. Sorry, with my manager. God, I shouldn't have said the name, but whatever. <laughs> with my manager and one of the other managers, and what they found was that there was a little bit of variability that was un that was not that they weren't able to track down, but that my work in particular was very, very, very tight and consistent. So what is that? How's that, how can they hold that against you though? 
because the CEO doesn't understand how the lab works. And since there was some variability, blamed right on me, directly on my head. And she goes on to use the fact that she, there's like, well, you know, you also hit a point where you weren't able to do the work and we had to bring somebody else in to help with some of these projects. Oh my God. Are you talking about the stuff that was never what I was hired to do? And that I went out of my way to make sure we were going to get covered because of this. And and how does the company yeah. go from 18 to 500 people? How do you not see a need for extra personnel? We're trying to go from two to three here. And, uh, <laughs> right? and I would, I mean, I'd like to be at 10. I'd like to add a million people to this organization. Man, that and, is awful. Uh, so you want the, uh, the kicker from this whole thing? I'm like, listen, you know, I was explicitly told that I would get a raise or a bonus based on the overtime I worked. I was like, I'm not for a second expecting anyone to go back and count up every single hour and pay me out overtime rate for every hour I've worked. I'm not expecting that. All I'm expecting is some kind of return of an explicit agreement. Yeah. And she was like, She's two things. The first was, I'll, I'll tell you the, the first one second because it's, it's unbelievable. But the, the second thing she said was, when I was, when I was a new lawyer, when I had first got my law degree, I got a job at a law firm and they worked me to the core and I was working tons of overtime and I wasn't getting paid for it and they were calling me on my time off. But you know what? That's what made me such a good lawyer. Yeah, that's, like, I mean, oh, that's how this, that's great. how we continue this cycle is everybody feels exactly, like you should yeah. have a shitty, a shitty, uh, arrangement with the boss. Right. It, I mean, it was actually popular this week. Hallmark had a card that said, oh man, I'm, I can't do it off the top of my head. What was that Hallmark card that said something about like this card was made by a millennial? I actually can get that for you if you just give me two seconds. So continue with your story. Sorry, Chi. Okay. So the, the, the absolute kicker. Yeah, no worries. Um, is she's like, and in regards to your overtime, we have evaluated you as a salaried employee and not as an hourly employee. Sure. And we're okay with camaraderie, and we're glad that you get along with your coworkers. But I know that I've seen on the cameras sometimes you get off of, you finish the day, and then go spend a little bit of time talking to other people before you leave for the day. Or when you're walking through the hallways fist bumping and high-fiving your coworkers isn't paid time. What? 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 I've had this happen. I've had this happen in the past too. A lot of times when, when they, they perceive you as being a pain in the ass, they look for everything. I mean, seriously, dude, they watched your video. They, they went back like you already know. They were like, we went back and watched this guy's video to try to figure out how not to pay him. And, and, and like that. Oh yeah. I mean, I knew for a fact once it was going on that the HR guy was a fucking snake and he had gone in and prepped up everybody. so They would have a rebuttal right at the hand so they could swap me down. Well, it's a, that's a job for a snake that like the, the HR department is, it's a, it's a, such a wild that like not even a snake. Can we think of something that's like beautiful, but d- is there to destroy you? It's like one of those plant, like Tyler Durden. No, <laughs> Jesus. 
It's like one of those plants that, or one of those fish that looks like a really beautiful thing, and it's all colorful. And then when something gets close to it, it's got like a mouth made of just teeth, and it just grinds them up, and then chases their family down and kills them. Like that's what an HR person is. They're a person that like they always like kind of look a certain way, and they talk a certain way, and they sit across from you at that desk, and they want you. They tell you that they are on your side that they are the person that stands between you and the company and they're on your team and they are never on your team. They are always trying to figure out a way to fix the company. If you work at a company that just went from eight to 500 employees, the HR person is being hired to be the ax person, to be the person that, that knows how to manage kind of that that was hired probably manage the expectations yes and and is also probably a friend or a person that has a reputation for being a ball buster you know what i mean like that's that's who they hire to do that's who a business owner like that was hired to do that job yeah oh and it's, it's good to know that uh my fucking literally hitting what is this? A two-week pay period. I think I had like 138 hours on one of them. Christ. It's good to know that that was all offset because I fucking fist bumped someone as I was passing them in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, because you were too nice. You were too friendly with people at work. Yeah, that's. I mean, I got to tell you what, man. If if promises you cannot take to the bank, and so if somebody promises you something. You need to ask them if that's what they're putting in their own bank account too. Like and at work, right. at work promises don't right. fill the bank. They they will never. What you're? I, I, I just want to. Yeah. Because like. Yeah, because because old Jay. I'm obviously Jay wasn't. I'm know. sure Jay got a got paint got his shit on time. I'm sure Jay got plenty of payments. Uh, got plenty of paychecks. And wasn't waiting oh, a year down the line. Of- he wasn't. He wasn't going to use his ground level status. He was already getting paid. Oh, I know because they they list the jobs online because they they have to have them up for what's the you know what's the company what, like what's the company do they not don't say it but I mean like they sell weed yeah they sell weed yeah I sell weed and weed products okay and but yeah I know as everybody knows of- if you if you're not in a medical state it is very highly regulated. And on the back of all of the products, there was like an ingredients list that explains what like the THCA and what the CBD and what all of the different chemical compounds in that are. You're doing an integral part of an organization that sells drugs legally to people and you're receiving $45,000 a year as the sole person doing that job. There's there is so much room in there in there. And those people that this is like this is the thing that me and Brian go back and forth on it's like do you want to work for a small business tyrant that can just make a decision about you and control what you get or would you rather deal with the bureaucracy where you do have there is some rules in place that decide when and what times you get um raises you know a lot of a lot of people that here yeah. that uh, work in Columbus Ohio they work for Nationwide and what's really big at Nationwide is what's called pay bands where if you're doing a certain job, you have to be getting paid within this range. No, you know they they make it a hard and fast rule, so there's no holding fist bumps against you or anything like that. You know. Yeah, they. Um, I know that the managers are are all in like the seventy five to ninety five range, the even like middle management. So 
the person they brought on on top of me, who, again, does have a lot of expertise and had some knowledge to share, but is an older guy who works at half my pace, now just does the easiest administrative parts of my job. They've hired another person at exactly my pay rate. So I do have a little bit of help now. And that... that, you know that all of my work went towards nothing. And that HR... And I don't, sorry, actually. And that I HR, got a 1% pay raise. Of course oh you God. did. And uh, then uh, the CEO tried to tried to act like that was some big big favor that I had been granted. That's like no money. the fact that everyone got the 1% because one of the other managers was ready to like actually raise hell about the fact that no one had ever received a raise. Yeah, 1% is a wash, man. That doesn't even cover... I mean, I'm sure your insurance probably went up 2%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they told me that, uh, hey, with the Trump with the Trump tax plan, you're going to get a little more money in every paycheck anyway. Oh, great. Yeah, we, about six more. This sounds like the motherfucking car dealer where, like, I'm not going to do anything to help out your wages, but somebody else might do it. <laughs> There's other ways to change this, but I'm sure as hell not going to change from being... A shrewd fucking asshole. Yeah, well, and you, yeah, that that HR person is also making money you could be making for doing, like, oh, technically oh, yeah. probably nothing, you know? Like, the person that owns the place can hire people. That ain't, and, like, all they're doing, they're, they're just, a, they're getting paid money that you could be making to be the owner's bulldog, the owner's... You know, they can send them out there to do anything they want. Bulldogs. Bulldogs aren't even tough. You know what I mean? Well, they have a reputation. Okay, pit bulls. The owner's pit bull. But that's all they really are. (laughs) They're the ones that go and give you all the bad news. And they go to college to get trained on how to give bad news in a way that removes all of the emotion. Yeah, they know how to do it by the book. They know how to give bad news by the book. (laughs) Yeah, they're the emotionless bad news deliverers. It's uh, it's great to know that the weed business is exactly like all the other. The, the brand new weed business ha- is firmly in the habits of every other terrible business out there. Yeah, I mean my illegal, yeah. my illegal weed business. Everybody's getting on a come up together, right? We're all eating here. We're not we're not cutting people out or anything. Yeah, that's sad, man. That sucks. I I I, I wanted to I, like I know people call. I I I know you didn't ask for advice. Uh. I, like you know, you're in a situation where it might be like smart to maybe check into other options. That's because you're in say. a bad situation, right? Like you had they're yeah. after you now. You are a target. Like I hate to say that to oh, you, sure. like over the air and like act so like nonchalant about it, but they're watching you on video. They're pissed off at you that they're they have a problem with you and they like, think something happens. about you yeah yeah this oh, happens I, one of the uh one of the upper management people who's who's not a complete total asshole he's a little bit cooler he like reads noam chomsky and stuff but he's senior management he's not at the, in at the partnership level but otherwise very very senior and he told me straight up he's like listen you're one of about three people who they know they've fucked over and they know that you should be paid much, much more. But because they're finished with the startup phase and they're finished right. with working people 80 right. hours a week, they're just going to wash their hands. Of you. Yep. Yeah. When I worked at it, when I started at Discover Card there, um, they had a crazy incentive program 
where you people would leave with like computers and TVs. The top sales, the top collections people there drove BMWs and all of that, and they slowly chipped away at the incentive program. And everybody that used to be like, "Hold on a second, gang, we used to get a thousand dollars for these accounts. Now they're only giving us five hundred. They would just find every reason possible to make sure that person didn't work there anymore. And it isn't there. I'm I'm going to tell you right now. They may not fire you because they may be human beings who like would feel bad after having you set the whole thing up and go out of your way. They may not fire you, but their goal is to get you out of there. And it could be, I mean, they're going to like, I think they'll make you want to quit. They're, they're shooting yeah. to make you want to quit. That is the best possible then they feel outcome good about for it. them. Yeah. yeah. Then they, I would say, and you know, I'm going to say, here's what, I'm going to break kayfabe. I don't want to be pro-capitalist here, but you really did learn a lot at that job and kind of giving those shitty circumstances and being able to like level up all of your stats is something that you then now take to another job. Like once you find out that they aren't going to follow yeah. through on those promises, because I've worked for startups, my frat bro startup that I worked for. I would go and complain about money, and the guy would be like, you know what? You're one of the only people around here I trust. You can have more money. And my wife has had positions with that as well where she's like, hey, uh, she's like, I'm getting garnished for my college tuition. And the guy was like, well, I'll give you a raise to cover it. You know, I mean, there is – it works in both ways. Like if you have – if you work in a more loosey-goosey freestyle startup place and the boss is all about making sure everyone is happy – that's fine, but a lot of times you find bosses just want to keep around people that they can like diminish or look down upon or or yell at, you know, because they they probably knew you were a little bit green when you started, and now they're like, we made you, you you made yourself in our lab, you ain't shit, you're still just that little nobody that that interviewed, you know, but you, I mean, you do have the skills yeah. to pay the bills now, so I would just look for something else. I have gotten one of the reasons I was willing to call in and tell more of the details is I've, I've now a couple of people have actually gotten in touch with me about needing someone with my skill set and their dude this is such a you know, this is a new business and if you're i mean if you're willing to move away you will always have a job being able to set up weed testing labs to t i imagine that like your skill yeah we'll hire you someday once it gets legal here it's legal in eight states <laughs> so you have another you have another 42 states that are going to need lab set up <laughs> you know what i mean probably <laughs> multiple lab set up and that kind of work so like you're i think you're like the good thing about your situation is that it seems like you've got yourself in a pretty good spot and like you know i'm not going to say everything's going to be easy from here on out but you know you probably know you know where you stand at where you work now which is a very valuable thing because a lot of people don't know where they stand at work and that causes lots of anxiety. And I know that where you stand at work might cause you anxiety too, but it also, you're able to go, you, you know, you have skill and you know, you have options and that you you're in a field that, you know, people, you, people want experts. Like, so 
I think you're you're in a really good spot, like better than a lot of people that get in the sort of position that you're in. Because I know that like I had zero skills, like leaving a cable company, those skills really don't apply to anything else. I guess I know how a house is built, like how houses are put together and stuff like that. But I, I really the only job I was qualified for when I quit was cable, cable. guy. Right. And there's only three companies, you know, but you're like and that was where my anxiety come once. I knew they were trying to get rid of well once I felt they were trying to get rid of me so I just had to like you know try to work on an ex- I I didn't even work on an exit plan I just kind of sat around and stewed about it and was worried about it I was like I'll just be on my best behavior and just you know that you're not going to tor- don't torture yourself don't like don't try not to fall into the traps that we fall into when we get depressed about work because I think you're in it sounds like you've had a rough time and I think you're in for a, probably more disciplinary meetings. If I could guess, you know what I mean? Like, I, I hate to say that, but like, that's what they do. They start writing you up for things. They start, they start like, uh, they start like all of a sudden there's a new rule and you're, you're being taken for that. Cause it was just, there was, it's a lot of the, like, pick at you and pick at you and pick at you till they can say we fired him for performance a lot of times or you quit because you're miserable and you don't want to be there anymore and you don't see any possibilities for advancement because they're running a company that doesn't advance people at all no or no here's the thing or you know the answer right now so you have freedom you know you were working with the the understanding that you're going to be rewarded for what you're doing you now know that they're bad on their deals you got the freedom to go elsewhere and you can take charge and make a different choice. So you're good to go, man. That's fucking crazy. Thank you for calling in. That story was really good. That sounded like some real office-level bullshit, man. I remember going in, just having to sit down and have to talk to adults about stuff like that and, and really wonder if they're serious or if they're just you know trying to make it through the day just like me. <laughs> Try not to get fired, dude. Everybody's trying not to get fired at work. I can, uh, I can hit you with one real quick. Very recent bullshit story, if you want it. Sure. So uh, we put a, a a security thing at the beginning, so you have to come in and get checked by security before you can come into the building. And then the uh, the, the time clock is past the security guard. So there's been this uh, this back and forth between people about you know it's not fair that we have to go into the security line and the security line sometimes takes 10 or 15 minutes. Right. And then we have to come in and, and clock in and that's counting against us. But you know, we're already here and that's, that's time that at work. Sense. And, uh, the, uh, there, there was this, this back and forth about, you know, what are we going to do and everything. And somehow the, the answer to this problem was to change the grace period for being late from nine minutes to one minute. What? That's impossible. That's not a grace period. That's not a fucking grace period. I'm telling you that right now. I just stood up in that meeting and said, that's not graceful. That's a deadline. That means like one minute after I'm supposed to be here, I'm in trouble. That's a deadline. That's not a grace period. And then just told people that they have to come in earlier and be prepared to go through the check. Excuse me. Actually, I I blew up on that one. I'm not even on the clock. I'm on salary, so it doesn't personally affect me. And uh, I, I I blew up. I was yeah. like, "That's fucking bullshit." You These work for a conservative here. meme page, dude. <laughs> he does. Here's the millennial card, by the way, that we brought up, so we don't forget about it. How many millennials does it take to change a light bulb? How much does it pay? Are there benefits? And oh, I'll need every Friday off. 
happy birthday. So that's the thing. That's the yeah, joke she, is that millennials want Fridays. Your off. CEO remembers the good old days when, you know, we had to work Fridays. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your bullshit job stories. You, are you on Twitter uh, or I'll call Instagram? I'll call in with some more sometime if I can think of some. Okay. Do you have anything you want to shout out, like a Twitch stream or a podcast or something? Oh, uh, I just made a new uh, Twitter so I could shout it on here. Let's see um, it's Jared underscore Loundner. Okay. <laughs> I mean, how's what's the spelling on Jared? J a r e d. Okay. Underscore L o u n d n e r. All right. Look for him on there. Thanks like for Kushner calling. Would- we appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's a problem. That's one of those jobs they're they're looking to get rid of him, man. It's, well, he no, he's right too. I mean, when he said that they were moved out of the startup phase, I remember at several jobs there was talks of phases, and there was one lady when I worked at Abercrombie. This lady named her name was Ruth, and she'd worked there almost eighteen years, and like because of their like because of the way that their uh, raise schedule worked she was making like a considerable amount of money she was making like 16 dollars an hour that's everybody said she made as much as like a lead but but they were constantly trying to get her in trouble and so we would go and help her because her bagging numbers would be low and they'd be like they're about to fire ruth everybody and so we would go and when we got done with my when i got done with my shit and one of their people got done with their shit we would go help her out with like bagging clothes so that she could hit the numbers and that she'd stay on like we kept her away from the brink. Like That's it good. was, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And like we used to watch each other's back a lot too when somebody was getting targeted like that, right? And they and and I, it's so crazy because you you have this idea about the world, and I feel like when you're a kid, they set you up with these expectations that people are decent and kind, and you can appeal to like their personhood, and then you go to work. And everybody just completely taps out of that and becomes like these chess pieces, you know. And all of a sudden, like you said, some little HR snake is like, hey, the science guy wants more money. And you're like, all right, we got to shut this down. Let's watch the video. Fuck, we might be able to find him pissing in the coffee pot and hire somebody for $10,000 less. The thing is, they didn't catch him doing anything. High-fiving. The, yeah, they. that is the minimum amount of anything that well, you could possibly get caught doing. There's nothing else. Like, what? It, that's not even against... That can't be against the rules. And that's crazy, too. Imagine working, like, a 12-hour day, and then you stand around and talk <laughs> about, like, MMA for 25 minutes for, to somebody, and they're like, he's trying to get paid for all that time. Like... No, I'm trying to get paid for the extra four hours I did. Not necessarily <laughs> the, the 15 minutes when we talked about the new JSOM album. Again, when they own the business, I, and this is just a guess for me when we have the office, right? When me and you get the office, right? We're probably going to hang out there all the time because it's ours and all the stuff is ours and there'll be things to do and it'll be a fun place to hang out, right? That's probably what this place, they think that, oh, no, there could be worse places to hang out because when you own something, it's yours and you can do whatever you want there. So they just assume like, oh, he doesn't mind being here 12 hours. What's so bad about this place? And it's like, it's your place. That's what's bad about it. Right. (laughs) Oh, man, that's, let's see who's on the phone here. 
Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, it's Saul. What's up, guys? Hey, what's going on, Saul? How, How are, are you, going, Saul? Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm not much is up. I'm doing good. Um, and um, actually, I'm feeling real excellent because I'm eating some sour gummy worms. They're pretty sour, and today was my last day uh, at this job that was kind of starting to grate on me, and so it felt, uh, you know, it was a it was a great it was an excellent day. I made the most of it. Wait, I mean, is it like so sour, like the corner of your mouth might bleed? Oh no! I mean, oh. I I would like to find some 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 sour gummy worms that sour, but like I'll say for you know. Uh, for for grocery store like discount, which is what I'm on right now, they're pretty they're pretty good. They're good. I know which ones you get. I get them too. Brett made fun of them last week on the show, and it was rude. But oh, your high fructose corn syrup worms. What is in the other worms, dude? <laughs> Natural fruit flavors that they differentiate by color. Wrong. Okay. Check out Albanese. Check out the Albanese line of flavors. <laughs> yeah. Your I, next baby shower, you can get only peach if you want. Can I be real? I'm going to be honest here, and then this hurts really bad. I did buy the Albanese 12 flavor gummy bears at the at the grocery store the other day, and I ate them individually, and they do have different flavors. Oh, myth busted. <laughs> but, <laughs> but. I, got, I don't know still. Like I, It's better to eat them all at the same time. It's more of a cornucopia. Why does it taste the same if you eat them all at the same time as the other gummies? Because but it's if all padded with, like, white grape juice. Okay. Because <laughs> it's, like, white grape juice, and they put a drop of mango in there and call it mango. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the people I offended about my gummy bears, and I, I'm taking it back now. I still won't post it in the Facebook group because I – fought tooth and nail for it for about a month and a half. <laughs> I, I made videos in the Facebook group of me eating worms and saying this one tastes the same as this one. Like I was really defending Wait, it. so are you eating like the glow worms? What are they called? Bright crawlers or something? Those ones? Like the... Yeah, these are, these are called sweet monsters. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send y'all a picture or something. It's a... Uh, it's just you know it's it's uh, it's called Harris Teeters the like local grocery chain like the kind of upscale one. Ah, uh, I know it. And yeah, so you know it's like the stuff. It, it ends up being all right because uh, you could get like you know your Food Lion or something like that, and those and those are you might you know you might be able to snap them in half. Yeah, um, the hard ones. I like a fresh like fresh baked, nice warm soft pliable <laughs> gummy. Yeah, I need to ask. Yeah. You, I, I need to ask you, because we could probably talk about gummy bears for another half hour, but you quit a job today, and I need to know what kind of job yeah. you quit today. Yeah, I did. Um, this is one that I called in with to you. Um, I was I was driving a catering van. Um, oh, my God. I remember that. Wait, it's You're over? The, guy the dream was, is over? This is crazy. So I want to tell your, a part of your story. This dude was living his dream. He finally, he said... That when he God. looked for a job, that he just wanted a job where he got to drive a catering van, and like where he, not a catering drive. van, just drive. You just you said you wanted to drive, and that is a real thing because I always wanted to be a truck driver yeah. because I want to drive too. And this was only like maybe less than a month ago, and now you're quitting driving. What what happened? <laughs> here's here's the thing. I could probably keep doing it. It wasn't the worst job in the world. Um, 
although it certainly was, um, you know, not enough, not enough driving and a little too much, uh, you know, loading and unloading and getting yeah, and getting sure. yelled at by, by somebody. You need to um, deliver, dude. You want a delivery job. You want a courier job sort right. of thing. And you have to get yeah. out of the car. He wants to drive. And if you want to drive all day, you have to have a job that requires driving all day. A catering job is only ever going to require you to drive to one place. Yeah. Within <laughs> a certain well, area. No, no, not not quite. Not not the way this is set up, but that's kind of it's true though. It's neither here nor there. I should have I I should be either in a long haul, you know, in an 18 wheeler or like doing a courier thing, but like I it's true I was uh you know, I got. I may have. It was. It was all the highs, but it was all the lows too. Can I? Can I just say this? Are you serious? Like, are are you being? Because this is not an ironic thing for me. My the job. No, no. The job I, I wanted to do so badly was to be a cross country trucker because I had in my mind that you get to see the whole country. And now I've talked to some and. I'm going to tell you something right now. You don't get to see the whole country when you do that job. <laughs> you get to I'm see all the, the you know. exits. <laughs> yeah, because it's all highway driving. Yeah. You don't drive through any cool towns or anything like that. And there's no. Right. I'm going to tell you right now. There's nothing cool off the highway. There's nothing cool off the interstate. True, for the most part, true. Um, so what made you, you know, want? There's some good like dirtbag stuff but like yeah not nothing generally of any kind of high cultural import well there's tra- and and the when you say dirtbag stuff you're probably talking about like hanging at truck stops and stuff but that all is over yeah it's all they're all pilots or flying jays or they're all like high branded ones you know what i mean they're, yeah they're, that's yeah that's true they're not you you don't have that fun truck stop experience anymore yeah. No, I and I was not being ironic. It really was like always my um sort of dream to like mostly just do a job where I got to drive and I, I love country music. I love I love like the idea of getting on like a CB radio and like chatting with other, you know, other other weirdos and stuff. Uh but I mean yeah, it's I also know that that's like a a real dangerous job and 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 I kind of think that maybe we shouldn't be doing as much long-haul trucking you know just generally in in america but uh it doesn't mean that i still don't want to drive a huge rig it would be sweet Uh, you're right yeah it's just any you know i can tell you another job that you might be into it's called it's a like in columbus at least you can work for an auto auction and you can drive the cars from one place to another like that's your whole day and they'll pay you like like 80 bucks a run or something like that i can't remember what it was but i knew dudes that made a living doing that if you find yourself like an auto auction where you're just delivering cars that is exactly what you want to do you drive you know 200 miles in a day you drop the car off you drive 200 miles home and you're done yeah well this is this is good. I actually, I, I appreciate this because I, I would like to brainstorm some, some like jobs, you know, that again, a little more driving, a little less, um, I don't, I don't know, stealing food on myself. <laughs> we're playing, we're playing convoy real quick. We want to start. Adding... Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, McCall. Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah, Stay on the line. Yeah, 
was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth <laughs> pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for bear on I-10 about a mile out of Shaky Town. I says, Pigpen, this here's a rubber duck and I'm about to put the hammer down. <laughs> yeah, that backup singing is something. <laughs> Yeah, now I want to quit this goddamn job. Get me on oh, a big yeah. rig. Follow them long white lines. Yeah, but um. So why did you give up the dream? I have to know why you gave up the dream. Yeah, yeah. So I I gave up the dream because because guys, I'm actually I'm actually pursuing another dream of mine. Um, and uh, I'm so I live in North Carolina right now, but I'm I'm from Texas. It's where my family's from. It's where I grew up. And I'm moving back because I'm uh, I'm I'm trying to go to law school. Okay, that's a street yeah, fight and, career. And, uh, yeah. Well, here, I'll, you know, I think it, it could be a street fight career depending on which way you go. But I, I've just in 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 some of the stuff that I've done and some of the work that I've done out here, organizing work and and sort of activist stuff is like gotten to be around some really cool kind of like civil rights and like um, sort of land tenure and like. Uh, you know, you, you know, union lawyers and stuff like that, and I've just uh, been around some who are really kind of like, I don't know, I think in it for the right reasons, and so I've kind of, uh, you know, something I've been working, you know, thinking about for a while and working toward, and I'm and I've really, I've loved North Carolina, but you know, Texas is kind of my home, and I'm I'm very excited to be moving back, and it it all feels kind of surreal right now because you know, just like that, your last day of job sometimes can just feel really. I don't know, kind of dreamlike when you're like about to go do something kind of big. So yeah, I mean, it's been your reality for a really long time, and to think that it's not going to happen again just doesn't seem possible in a lot of ways. I, I mean, I get caught in a rut, and I start thinking like this is going to be. My, I'm going to relive the same day of my life over and over again. You know, it doesn't feel like there's going to be a lot of change. Well, that's great. I mean, you know, a lot of folks that li- we have a lot of lawyers that listen to the show. Um, there is a call to action inside a lot of us and I just don't have the time, patience or aptitude to hit the books like that. And with the limited amount of time that we got here, if they're going to push the law down on us, we do need some folks well-versed in the law to push back, you know, and I, and I have friends that have worked for tenants rights I had a buddy that was just that was doing public defending and translating. He spoke Spanish out in like uh-huh. Tuscaloosa, Ohio, this like really small town where they do take advantage of people that don't speak English. So, you know, there's a lot of places to insert yourself there to help out the the regular folks. So, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, yeah, fuck that. Anybody can drive a goddamn truck, man. You got to you got to learn how to master yeah. that fucking United States government now. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the goal is to uh, is to is to get in on the inside and uh, and you know fuck some shit up. Like I'm, I don't know. I guess people are always like, oh, well, you know, if you're going to be a lawyer, like, don't you have a little more respect for the law? I'm like, no, I find it really interesting, but I have very little respect for it. Yeah, well, you don't even- have to have that. You don't have to have respect for the law to be a lawyer. You just you have to want to work with the law, right? You want to you want to like tear the law apart my my <laughs> non my non-anarchist non-activist non-socialist totally democratic lawyer friends still say like 
as soon as you start reading about the law, you completely understand how the systematic impression works. Like it's just laid out in front of you <laughs> how of all how how they continue to grind us up. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think you know, and and some people are more honest about that and become you know, uh, I don't know, brutal trial lawyers and stuff. But and you know, will tear people apart. But I guess, like you said, I think. Oftentimes they'll be the first ones to admit to you that the system's kind of fucked and that they're just they're just riding the wave, you know. Yeah, they're tweaking it. Yeah, all the ones I know don't think the system is doing that great. They don't have that big respect. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for calling yeah. in. Uh, we really yeah. appreciate it. Oh, I, I, that's great that you uh, you're feeling positive and you're. I mean, really, law, lawyer's probably better idea than truck driver. So I think you're. I think you're making <laughs> the right decision. Are yeah, you on, well, uh, I, I appreciate. Yeah, are, uh, I'd say I appreciate. I appreciate that because you know it's all. I, I like to go back and forth from you know relatively okay paying jobs to things like driving a catering van. I don't really know why, but uh, I will say that when I become a lawyer, my across the street neighbor told me that somebody once got him off of a weed charge, like pro bono, and it was this guy who used to just work around town and wear a uh, necktie with, like, a bunch of weed leaves on it. And I, I just think that's cool. I'm going to wear one of those when I, when I get, you know, when I become a lawyer. Oh, that's, I'm glad to hear that. In that's, court. A, that's a heartwarming in, story. In court. That's a Norman yeah. Rockwell painting. <laughs> yeah, for the kids. For the kids. <laughs> um, I'm not on Twitter. Um, I, uh, just, I just like to call in every every now and then that's the only way people know i exist i think well thank you for we well, thank you we love existence. you thank you for calling we're gonna take our break hey, now thank, Brett. Hey. it's break well, time thank y'all for the inspiration thank you thank you for listening all right you want to take a break sure break time yeah i can do that it's we're an hour and a half in right yeah we got a, we only got a few calls left if you're waiting on the line you're gonna get in here pretty soon um, we're gonna put the line. We're gonna put the number out there again. But right maybe, now, maybe we're going to. Who knows? Oh, you want to get home early? Well, I'm get not saying the, we need to get Bosch time. But yeah, I still, I still owe my wife her Mother's Day present. Oh, hot you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that noise is. That's one I made up. There. <laughs> we get these songs. All right, you ready? Yep, let's do it.
Thank you for listening to Street Fight. That was the Downtown Boys. What was the name of the song? 100% Inheritance Tax. One zero zero, as they say. Thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio Live. We are here in the WCRS studios, downtown Columbus, broadcasting worldwide on WCRSFM.org. You can click on stream from the main page. It's right there on the left-hand side. It has a play button and all that. It'll open it up so you can hear the stream. You can call us at 614-412-5252. We're in the Free Press Studios. We're part of the Pacifica Radio Network, broadcasting on 92.7 or 98.3 here in Columbus, Ohio. It is 1247 a.m. We are Street Fight Radio. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quimby. You can find everything we do at streetfightradio.com. And if you want to purchase some zines, some CBD, or some Kratom, head over to store.streetfireradio.com. We'll get that out to you. Thanks for calling in. So far, so good. The calls have been great. That job story was awesome. Yeah, I love job stories. Jobbers. I love I love a job story when you get in trouble for high-fiving. Yeah, getting in trouble for high-fiving is some B-crap. You know, we don't pay you to, to like each other around here, you know? That's true, though. They, you, they you chose hate that it. to take on as your labor. Yeah, yeah. You do that on off time. You clock out if you want to make friends. All right, let's see who's on the line here. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Your uh, phone's cut. up. It's bad. You're out there somewhere where the phone don't work. Out in the country, maybe. Hanging out. Towers fell down. There's a volcano erupting. Uh, I'm trying to get you to come in here. I still can't get it. Well, I don't know if there's anything you can do if the uh, if there's no phone connection, though. Hello? Oh, it's gone. Oh, no, they hung up on us. All right, let's see who we got here next. Well, we're about to have an early night. We're going to go home. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello? Hello, what's up? Hey, hey this is Jared. What's up, Jared? How are you? I'm uh... I'm great. It's uh, this is my first time calling in. That's awesome. I'm great glad you got in. Person. Yeah, my friend uh, uh, Chad turned me on to your show about a year ago, and I wish I had found it a lot sooner. Like, well, you found it about you the right time. Language. You, you found it at about the right time. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe so. But um, I guess uh, I could I could have so much to say to you guys, but I guess I can give you like a quick uh, Boy Scout story. Ooh, okay, yeah, we, people, I felt so guilty because nobody was mean about the way that we were actually mean to the Boy Scouts, but then, like, everybody in the Street Fighters group, like, there's a thousand people in there, and, like, 500 of them, and we're like, I had a really rewarding time in the Boy Scouts, and I was like, dang, now I feel bad for saying it was a nerd thing. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm on the end of the spectrum where I think you could have gone a little harder on them, actually. I could have, well, I mean, but, uh... yeah. I, they, well, I didn't want to, I, I don't go into the, like the whole, all the problematic shit that they're up to, you know, I don't go that hard at them, but like, uh, all that bad stuff, like, you know, how, I don't know, regressive they were there for a period of time. But like, I guess it's not as nerdy. It, like a lot of these dudes were explaining that it's actually a lot cooler than it sounds. Like, I guess you might say that if you're, 
involved in like a nerdy thing, but they made they convinced me that they had like cool troop leaders and stuff like that. Maybe a guy that wore jeans instead of those little blue shorts. Yeah, some of them without pleats in it. Yeah. You know, uh, my my story, I, I guess it's different troop to troop, but uh, in many ways I was like the perfect candidate at that time because uh, I, I definitely was like a good boy and, and, and a nerd boy, so, I, um, you know, I plead guilty. I, it would have been right up my alley, but I was in scouts for a few years. I think I made it past the one, uh, the Weebla one. I forget what the one over that is, but I think I made it. Eagle? Is that Eagle? Over. No. no. Eagle. No, I wasn't, I wasn't close to Eagle. But How many animals they would are there? Those Eagle Scouts. I thought it was Boy Scout, I, I Weeblow, Eagle. They got Chinchilla. No. They got Minnow. Um, they have uh, Quantum. They have, uh, I can't remember all the badges. Yeah, I think there's a few upgrade cards before Eagle. Cub, I think Tiger, I Wolf, Bear, Weeblow. Is what I got here. All right. Well, well maybe the, I did better than I thought. The Almighty Weeblow is but, uh, above the bear. <laughs> if you're in the Weeblows, you're the top. You're the top person. Weeblows. That's what it says here. Weeblows right, always well, wobble, but they well, never fall down. Well, I, I want to be the official uh, Street Fight Weeblow then. <laughs> you I'm got it, buddy. Weeblow level. That's you. I'm you're putting just... Weeblow on my resume. You should. I might but, give um, you a job. <laughs> My uh my scout journey ended when um I kind of like the same time I was getting uh not radicalized but finding my uh, political voice I think it was around like fifth or sixth grade Ooh. and um yeah the the first and my 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 troop I don't I don't remember doing any of the cool shit you guys talked about all I remember is uh it very much kind of reinforced class structures you know you'd have the the rich kids hanging out together and the poor kids um hanging out together and mostly uh the the get-togethers would just be kind of tossing a football around and um and then every the big event of the year would be that pinewood derby race cars and that's about all i could remember you know what's strange it it was cool I'll, i'll say this about that like I think the variation between troops that you you were probably like because troops in like rich neighborhood like where I live I have spent a lot of money on the Girl Scouts I can just say that right now like that they're always asking me for some kind of cash for my kid to do something right and like uh, they sell cookies in a way to like they want to sell like you know ridiculous amounts of cookies because in the end when they get to the end of their level run. They want to go to France. They want to go to Europe. And I'm like, I didn't know that, like, scouts got to go to Europe and stuff like that. But I assume that if you're in a neighborhood that's maybe a lower on the socioeconomic scale, it doesn't end with Paris. You know, it's probably closer to, like, you know, passing around a football (laughs) or, like, braiding hair or something like that. Yeah, we didn't get to do that cool shit, but... um. Yeah, and like the the Pinewood Derby car thing might be cool, but it was again, it was like the rich kids who they'd say you can't uh, glue a quarter to the front of your car, but then you know the rich kids would get a, a full uh, craft table and uh, and drill holes in theirs and fill them with lead and 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 then just lacquer over it so you couldn't tell it was uh, it was messed messed with. So it's like 
they would of course win the uh, Pinewood Derby because they they could hire you know or they could they could hire buy the tools and they stuff could there. afford to hire Pinewood Derby engineers to but they could just buy the Pinewood yeah, Derby yeah, exactly I, I guarantee there's a Pinewood Derby car dude that you can just buy yeah. like the nice top of the line one that a cheap parent like me would be like you ain't getting that thing you get the regular Pinewood Derby you ain't gonna win I'm sorry. That's what happens when yeah, you don't have all the money. You, you would go hand your daughter a butter knife and a block of wood. <laughs> a Bobo Pinewood yeah, yeah. car. Yeah. You're right, though. Anyways, it, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just, just going to say it was like, so I wasn't really digging it too much anyways. But then um, when I um, kind of, I think around like fifth grade, uh, the environment and um, I was really into the environment and worried about, you know, earth shit. And, uh, and uh, also uh, I became an atheist. And then that's when I really stopped. I, I started uh, getting in trouble with my troop because, you know, my, my teacher was cool. She would let me not do the, do the pledge of allegiance, but in school, but um, they were the that's rad, scout the leaders way. and all the, yeah, all the adults were really pissed about it at the the troop meetings because they would always they would always pledge allegiance and and close the night out with a uh, Lee, Lee Greenwood, and uh, and it just came to a head pretty quick. And um, the uh, the troop leader he says to me, um, well, you know this is a like a God organization, a Christian organization. So if you don't want to say under God and pledge allegiance, maybe it's not the right place for you. So damn, they that's kind of where my that's. The same thing. That's how Go I ahead. got kicked out of rehab. I, I, I'll tell you what. This, I had the same story when I got kicked out of rehab that, like, I was really atheist at this moment. I was, you know, going through a thing where I decided that no God stuff ever. I'm that much of an atheist. If I hear God stuff, I'm offended. And I don't want to say under God. I don't want to, you know, all this God stuff pisses me off. And they would tell me to do a higher power. And I just wouldn't do it. Which to me, and this is the same thing for you on the phone, is like adults should be able to deal with that. Like that shouldn't be like a deal breaker or anything. And they should expect that. Like it's wild that there are adults out there that can't deal with a kid who is atheist and, and doesn't want to cooperate yeah with but it. but at the same time an organization like that is looking for uniformity i mean it's yeah. all done under the guise of the american flag from the from the get yeah you're right you're right but <laughs> I, I mean it's also like if you're a young if you're a young person and you're going through a thing like kicking you out of an organization <laughs> like that seems like the wrong decision punk scouts you know? man we need queer scouts or something we do need punks punk are scouts. great with their kids punks are fucking amazing with their kids I mean, that's where I get all my... Juggalo pants. Scouts. Yeah, Juggalo Scouts. The Lows and Lets. Little Lows and Lets. That's what it would be called. Brian just aspirated some water, so I'm turning off his mic. Yeah, the, the, um, but yeah, the I, Children's I, Clown Army. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I guess, I mean, I read about it, and, you know, there is a lot of uh, outdoor wilderness stuff that you get to do that I didn't really get to do. I went on camping and stuff, but I never got to go out in the woods and kind of do that kind of stuff, and... I mean, I've spent my time in, as a kid, I had similar inklings where I just knew it wasn't for me, but I had to go along to get along. And then I had to deal with like Christian parents that were talking to me about like Magic the Gathering cards and about like all of these, these, these beliefs that they have that don't apply to me whatsoever, you know? 
And that's just, it's really disillusioning when you meet your first adult that isn't willing to like engage you on like your philosophy. It seems like, you know, I'm a child. You should be able to deal with this, you know? And, and that's ultimately what led me to have a kid was like, I don't, they could say whatever they want and I can deal with it, you know? But not for the rest of these adults out here. No, you probably just yeah. freaked them out. You, I mean, you freaked out a bunch of adults and they didn't know how to deal with it, you know? It, it like, And that's the thing about these scouting troops and stuff like that. The people that run them, they're not, like, trained on how to deal with kids. They're just a person in the neighborhood who's willing to do it that probably has a kid that wants to be in it. Because, like, I had so many, like... I had so many unhealthy relationships with adults as a kid where it was like, you know, you, you, you play t-ball and the coach is like a coach that believes that yelling is the way to teach these kids how to play t-ball. And it's just like, I don't want to get yelled at by somebody. I can't quit. My parents don't care. You know what? Like, like they don't care about the yelling. You tell them and they're like, well, that's how he coaches and that's the team you're on. There's nothing we can really do about it. And then, like, you just realize that there are so many adults out there that aren't ready to deal with kids. And they're especially not ready to deal with kids who ask questions. Well, they think that just because they have a kid that they can deal with kids. And that does not come, you know, that's not the same thing. You know, it takes some real challenging. You have to really work on that type of stuff. So here's my million dollar question for you. Here's the street fight discussion. Would your scouts experience have been the same boring old dumb experience if they had just let girls in as well? If it could, could would it have just been one whole scout adventure? Do you think that would have brought down the organization? Yeah, I, I vote for uh, all everyone being all mixed together myself. Yeah, I'd agree with you too. I, I, I really I I think it's a I think it's probably a pretty it's a good thing. It's this this mix up is probably good and th- th- we do need to I, I, I will agree with you here though. Maybe we do need to examine how class it and, and I don't know how to do it because we haven't even matured enough as a as a nation or as a group of people to decide that how much how much property tax you pay is what kind of an education a kid gets which like totally stifles Mm -hmm. upward mobility like we don't even do that with school where it's like oh we notice like the the scouts as an organization it seems like they could put their resources around equalizing these experiences a little more so maybe scouts in the in the city or in and i mean there's probably a lot of scouts in like really poor rural areas that basically just camp in the guy's Mm -hmm. backyard and that's the whole thing you know because they can't afford to go to the camp or any of that stuff and the scouts don't even like there's no effort it feels like there's no effort to to like level out the the that kind of thing does that make sense like to to level out how much how how the funds are dispersed and how the activities are dispersed yeah or you right like you said like a guaranteed experience for every scout yeah i think that seems fair that is i mean but that is such a far away thing brett yeah that's not a thing that like people are even well they're not even willing to talk about it with schooling 
they're not willing they 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 talk about we have an equal chance or or that everybody has a chance to make it in the United States but everybody starts out at different levels and some people start out on such a low level and then there are the other people who start out on a super high level that are like you know, look, I don't have a lot of money. I moved into a rich neighborhood, but there are Girl Scout. There's not a lot of Girl Scouts that are going to Paris, France. There's just not. That's not a regular trip that kids get to do, and and they're getting it just because of the neighborhood they live in that they happen to be born in. It's unfair. I hate. I just hate. <laughs> I hate, I mean, like, I, I know it's hacky to be like, oh, I hate poverty or whatever, but, like, a kid, like, ha- the way that it affects children really gets me. Like, it really yeah. bums me out because I was a mean kid, and I was mean to kids that I perceived as poor, and, like, I think about that now, and I was like, there shouldn't even be a world where I know that other kids are poor, or if there are poor that, that like they're taken care of and you know what i mean that they're yeah. taken care of we're, we're like man i don't know i wish i was a better person obviously but like i yeah, screwed up i mean this is the world we live in i mean we've still got these stinky old scouts we got to figure out something to do with them i mean we're moving into some sort of direction yeah. um but thanks for calling in man i appreciate it yeah yeah it's great to talk to you guys yeah thanks for listening i'm glad you've been around what Wait, can I ask you a, a, a quick question, Big Brian? You can ask me you anything you want. Yeah, Just keep buttering them up. Yeah, because like that. I, I'm like I'm like you. I went I went to um, I got my uh, degree. I went back to school and got my degree and, and graduated at like 33. And I minored in sociology. But um, I'm wondering, like, are are you dealing with the Sally May Navian loans, or <laughs> are you all clear with that? Uh, I uh, am avoiding them right now. I wrote about it in the zine this month, actually, that like it's just something that I'm avoiding right now. I make enough money to live a normal life now doing this, and now I'm just going to avoid that until I make enough money to live a normal life and pay those bills. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering that because they got me really fucked up. Yeah, they, okay. they suck. So, they're crazy what, what they're asking for. It's like what they're asking for would send me right into like just b- worse than ever. You know, I would be worse than I was back when I was doing the payday advances and stuff if I was paying what I owe. And it's just like I can't pay that. I'm just not even going to deal with this. Well, right if you now. call them up, they will give you a better deal. Yeah. Well, nah. Nah. really? I, 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 call, I called them up. I was on the phone with them for months. And, uh, and eventually what they told me was I. I they broke down all my expenses and told me I spent too much money on on groceries. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I, I told them I kind of like just guessed an estimate and said I spend seventeen dollars a day on food. Sure. And they they came back and uh, me and my me and my manager talked about it and we both agree it, it sounds like you spend uh, an exorbitant amount on groceries. Uh, well, yeah, I like to eat. Jeez, I like to eat good food. I'm not trying to live a. I'm not trying to live on ramen. You you keep spending that money on groceries too. That's not fair that somebody would say that to you. You're trying to eat like a gentleman. Here, let me here. Let me yeah, give you. Yeah. Let, let me. Here's my advice. Here's what I would say. Uh, my wife didn't pay her student loans for the same reason that Brian just said. Basically, she got out of school. She was making enough to get by, and student loans would have put her back into the stealing to get by situation so she put it off for a really long time she ended up getting garnished on her wages 
And now we're at a point where she makes enough in her career. I was able to renegotiate the loans. So we're kind of back in good standing. And I have to let everybody know, because this is something that completely racked my brain when I was a kid, when I was younger. When I was in my 20s, I was so worried about my credit, and I thought I had ruined my credit forever, and that I was never going to be a homeowner, and I was never going to achieve all these things, and I was just a loser, and I had failed in all this stuff, but... We have turned her credit has turned around in a matter of like six months just by renegotiating it and paying some of the bills. So that number is just fooey. And, you know, like it, it if you don't have the money, don't pay it. You know, and they're not going to throw you in jail for it. Uh, they might come after your paycheck. But uh, in the long run, it's better to have your money today than to to pay them if it's going to fuck you up too much. That, I mean. Because you, you're, I mean, that was the same situation she was in. She, they called her at work and was asked for so much money that she started to cry. She was like, "I can't pay that much money," and they're like, "Well, that's what we need to get this account back in good standing." It's like, "I can't do that," so she hung up and waited for him to take it. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. That's well, it's tough. Yeah, it's a it's a bubble that's going to burst, and I can't uh, kind of can't wait to see it all. Um, yeah, that's how down. that's the but, other thing I think. Like maybe it'll just go away someday. <laughs> I don't know, but see, the problem is, is that on student loans, they really do have you for the rest of your life. They've made that that debt bulletproof to the point where you can't bankruptcy out of it, and you can't really charge it off or anything like that. Like they can come after your tax returns. We have, I haven't gotten tax returns for like four or five years now because of that. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. They will get you there. But, you know, that's a bridge I'll cross when I get to it, I guess. Sure, sure. It's not. It's in the future. It is. You just keep pushing things to the future, and then hopefully you die before you can pay it. <laughs> right. Hopefully you leave with a big balance on your sheet. I mean, that's the ideally the way you want to go. Oh, right? I'm, not, I'm not going to college until I turn 70. Yeah, I'm going to leave a bunch of debt behind. That's what I'm leaving. Just nothing but debt. And I'm going to be like, if you pay this debt, you'll be breaking my wishes. To, like, your family, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, it's my will. My it's last like, will and testament is do not pay my don't debt. Don't pay that debt. I racked it up on purpose, and I did it for myself. <laughs> this is my – I want to leave a legacy on earth, and when I'm up in heaven, I want to look down at all those debt collectors writing off my debt. <laughs> One Christmas, I'm going to fill yeah. out all those pre-approved credit cards and just hand them out to my grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, thanks for calling in. Um, good luck with the loans, thank you. for real. Yeah, thank you. I'm going. Yeah, it's uh, they're tough. Yeah, those things. I mean, it, for, I do have anxiety about them all the time. It's not something that's not yeah. in my mind. Like I think about them. I mean, but we I'm did just, too. I'm just like I, I just I, I can't wrap my mind around being broke again. I've been broke for so long, and I just can't wrap my mind around going back to like. Like, again, stealing and, like, I, I, I fucked my bank account up this time, this payday, and I'm, like, really melting down about it and kind of having, I, I'm not overdrawn, so we don't have to reset the clock back, but, like, I'm just kind of fucked up about it because it's, like, we got to try to live off this money for two weeks. I spent too much money. I fucked up. You know what I mean? And yeah. I woke up today, and I felt, like, t terrible. I felt fucking terrible about it. And it's just like, then you got to... Because gotta, you took someone out to like a celebratory dinner. Yeah. And that makes you feel bad. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. I took... Because you have to pay for it. I took somebody out for a big dinner because it's somebody that I super care about. Like, it's, it's uh, a, like I have a niece 
that I've known since she was the first baby I ever met. She was the first person I ever put on a life insurance policy, Brett, because I was just like, nobody else in this fucking disgusting world deserves money if I die except for this child. Sure. And I want her to have it. And, like, I just super, I care about her, and I'm really proud of her for going to college and stuff like, like, she went to college, she got out, she's pretty successful and she's very smart and she has very good politics and all that stuff and i just i really care about her a lot and like uh when she graduated i was very happy so i was like we're gonna go out to dinner and we went out to dinner and i spent a lot of money and i shouldn't have but i did and i i don't feel bad about going out but i i'm the whole, no the whole time i was there i was checking my bank account i just would go i got to go to the bathroom real quick and i would check the bank account and i would be counting like what like i was like i'll just um i won't have another one of these <laughs> yeah off on that and i just you know, i'm gonna return half of this can i return half this hamburger yeah <laughs> yeah the other half? i yeah, did I have mean, filipino food and it was just modern it was called modern it's called bonifacio modern filipino food and it was a fucking made filipino food got it figured out they got it all figured <laughs> out i had you some meat and some rice and Say go for it, and then for dessert they'll hand you some fruits and some uh, ice creams. Yeah, actually, you know, one of the things that surprise, one of the things that makes me love my wife the most is that she really is flipping about money in ways where I'll be up like racking my brain about it. Like we have to prepare for the future, and we have to make sure we have this and that. And she's just like, "Is there enough money in the fucking bank? It, then fucking do it. You know, take him out to dinner. You know, help our friends out." Take care of our people, spend our $17 a day on groceries and fuck everybody else who has a problem with it. You know, I feel like, you know, a lot sometimes on the show, I, I, I talk about what we're doing and our lives and stuff. And it feels like we're really, you know, living it up. But I'm, I mean, I'm still renting and I, my, I'm not really living that extravagant at all. You know, that's just how much it costs to eat these fucking days. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm spending $600 a month on groceries to feed the whole fucking family you know yeah that well they 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 don't care like they're not yeah groceries are a lot more expensive now too and like well, i don't i don't know dude we just gotta live on this planet and it's gotta be something like it can't it can't just fucking be good grueling all the time yeah. or what's the damn point man yeah why does it have to be why does it have to be miserable why are we cutting each other's throats I feel, yeah, they just... Well, that's the thing about work. That's why it's like you don't high-five at work. You cut throats at work. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You can get fired for doing all them high-fives. All that's right, the problem. Let's get our last call in here, and then we can jack-jaw a little bit more and wrap this thing up. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, boys, can you hear me this time? Oh, jeez, big guy. What's going on? Where are you at? In the middle of nowhere? <clears throat> I live out in the sticks, so uh, perception... <laughs> It's a little spotty, but you driving? You no, know, we're out here. No, I'm I, I'm outside because I don't want to wake up the rent. I don't want to wake anybody else up. So I'm, but I'm mad. I heard y'all. I heard y'all on the uh, Colin show last week complaining about pedal wagons, and I remember a very specific call that y'all received a while ago that uh, had some similar complaints to pedal wagons. And y'all shit all over him. That person was me, and that topic was parades. <laughs> all right? I'm holding a fucking grudge. I'm still pissed about the parades. Parades suck. And, no. Uh, a parade I ain't just, a pedal wagon. 
look, all I'm saying is she had the same complaints as I did, and uh, she was a woman. I'm a man. I'm a men's rights activist now. I'm sorry, but that's just I'm a men's <laughs> rights activist. Did I tell you a woman yelled? No. This doesn't happen at parades, big guy. A woman yelled, "Show me your dick!" at my family. That's not like a. There's I don't know what a, parades you're going to, but it, it happens down here. So <laughs> oh, I really? don't think it happens in Texas. Okay. <laughs> show, no, me your never da- show me your dick. Like she yells that at me. That's not a parade. That is. That's obscenity, big guy. That's yelling obscenity to me in the streets. To be more specific, what I would be okay banning is one vehicle parades. Like if you're just one brew pub on wheels and you think you're a parade. It's a nuanced nuanced issue because parades are kind of a community gathering and uh, pedal wagons are a capitalist bourgeois endeavor. That's garbage. That's and, one group uh, of greedy people uh, that decide they're going to go five miles an hour down the road and accost people verbally. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I do want to go on the record and say I'm not anti-parade. I was anti-parade for like five minutes when I was stuck behind, you know, stuck in traffic one day. Yeah. I like parades. I like, I've been in them. I've been around them. I'm pro-parade. But uh, that's not what I called in about. Okay. It's okay. the real me. Okay, let's get some meat. Oh, I'm starving. I, I watched. I watched the, uh, the the third Batman movie. Not the new. Not the new Batman versus Superman or whatever. That's a the, good one. the one with Christian Bale. Which okay. one is that? Bane, Bane is an anarchist. The Bane. Bane, Bane is an is, anarchist. Bane. Bane is a revolutionary leader. Yeah, he is. So uh, he's he's the hero. He's a tragic hero. I think. <sighs> uh, he gives the city of Gotham back to the people and. Uh, I was punished for it, that, and powers returned to the fascists. I like, look, I liked Bane in that movie, but you got to understand when you're watching a Batman, you just have to root for Batman no matter what. That's the rules. Like, you can't take Bane's I, side. I, I, and I, I wish no, I, I reject the premise. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I remember that what he, because he did some evil stuff, ba- right? This Batman is, is the marketplace of ideas. This is the Killmonger thing about black panther people were really like i love this killmonger guy he's trying to get revenge and it's like yeah i mean but it's a movie and like he did some bad stuff so we'll just add the bad stuff on you know like he was justified and bane he did a lot of good stuff but it's like he also killed some people so you got to be like okay bane that's bad but well, I who like did he bane. kill who did he kill like cia black ops or that's like true he was you know <laughs> cops or like you know who Maybe a few football players. I'm like, all right, come on. Like, don't do that. But, you know, I think more good than bad. You know, I think he's got a better track record than uh, than Stalin, at least. And you know, Oh, hey, come on. That That's, guy. The, okay, come on. Watch watch what you say about that man. He's something. <laughs> about I, I, Stalin? They can come at me. I actually haven't seen no, this I need one. The I'm going to watch the Bane Batman and see how I feel about it. I'll give you my honest opinion on it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, and as big as your dad on Twitter is the one that doesn't like Stalin, Brett and I, I mean, we are not neutral on Stalin. We love him. He was he was the kitten's mittens. I have a Stalin uh, plushie on my bed. Yeah, we love him. It's an, we like the anime Stalin movie. Is there an anime Stalin movie? Maybe. I like that one, too. It was good. The Smurfs. Always well, been big fans of Stalin me, on this you. show. 
Yeah, they will. Trust me. If they, they I mean, luckily they won't hear it because they hate me, but they won't. <laughs> I, now, I want it. I, I can use the attention. I've, my Twitter's been kind of quiet lately. You, I mean, yeah, go for it. I mean, all you got to do is say something bad about Stalin, and people, there are people that'll find you. They'll look you up. They'll screenshot you, and they yell at you and say they want to cancel you, or they'll call you a piece of shit. Generally, right away, it's like this piece of shit doesn't like Stalin, and it's like a piece. Of, I'm a piece of shit for that. I'm like, damn, that's well, I mean, an enormous step. I may be a piece of shit. I may be a piece of shit, but I recognize my own and. Stalin was a piece of shit, so it's, <laughs> you know, I um, this statist bastard. But see, but here we really we won't. I guess because all the we don't have any heroes. Everybody is villains because we don't have any like villains to look up to, like Bane in the real world. You know, like the real Bane capital is awful. They just shut down Toys R Us. Yeah, I mean, Brett, you should watch it and see if you like Bane. Because Brett is the best test for this. Because me, I just rooted for Batman because it's like, this is a Batman movie. This is his movie. It's like, Batman killed that killed that bastard. He broke your back. Because he, he broke Batman's back, Brett. He, like, beat him up and broke his back. And it's like, Dag, if I was Batman, I want to kill him. Oh, that's time. a legendary scene. That that's legendary. a legendary scene. Yeah, I remember that where when the, I was a kid. Oh, dude, the proletarian... The proletarian... <laughs> Uh, freaking warrior king breaks literally breaks the back of uh, the fascist empire and then sticks him in a pit. Sticks yeah. him in a pit a hundred miles away. Yeah, that was sad. Like I was such like, a good moment. On. Don't do that to Batman. See, I don't know you, Bane. I don't know you. I ain't been watching you all my life. I've been watching Batman all my life. I'm I'm more tired uh, than Bane, Batman. Bane is pretty stone cold. Bane is pretty stone cold. He, he does some stone cold shit in that movie. I, I, some stuff crosses some lines, but then again, I, I had somebody, I had somebody argue with me on the internet the other day that the left is more violent than the right, and that kind of made me want to get like a Molotov cocktail or something comical enough to not get me targeted by the police. Yeah, but, make it a really funny you know. joke, like a gun that shoots dildos or something, so that the I, so ice doesn't show up at your house, <laughs> scaring you. Um, it's a, it's like a gun. It's a gun that the Joker has, and it like when he pulls the trigger, like a little flag comes out. But instead of saying "bang," it says "you ugly." That's that- that's what I. <laughs> that's what I got. That's actually assault, though. That's calling me ugly. Is <laughs> <laughs> I'm a handsome boy. No, I, I, you know, I tend to watch movies like, and I give, I give myself completely over to the world. And I just, it's the same way I watch wrestling. I try to give myself completely over to it. And like, okay, you have me here. But you like a lot of bad guys. I do love bad guys. I like bad guys. I like guys that cheat. I like cheaters. You know me. I like the heels. Well, I You like the heels in wrestling? Uh, Not all the time. I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll identify with them. But the heels are so much easier to identify with these days. You know? It's just the thing in wrestling. Are there any gay... Are there any openly gay wrestlers I mean, there are, in, in, I guess, bigger circuits or whatever? Uh, there are got not in. I don't think there Darren are, Young came out he publicly got, he got cut. through WWE, but he never made it any sort of. He never was on the roster, and he's in the main event. And honestly, he wasn't like. He's not a super charismatic, athletic guy. Like, it, it, there's a guy right now on the Indies named Paro. 
and he came out recently and did a really good like he told his story and stuff like that and the advocate and uh he he's wrestling now and i think he's gonna be a big deal in the future because he's a really gigantic guy that's really strong and tough so yeah i like watch out for him but yeah i like that i like the sound of that guy yeah big old a big old big old bear that can (laughs) i mean wrestle you look at you in a yeah what's a wrestling move bear hug give you the people's elbow the people's elbow. You picked the worst wrestling move for a big bear-looking guy to do. <laughs> That's I have no the people's idea. People's elbow is for like a, a small person. Like you, a big guy, he'll put you in a. Uh, he'll he'll do a side suplex to you. He'll flip you over his head. Yeah, I I, I am I do I I'll, I'm curious about this movie now because I also I have a weird hero like virtuosity like uh, white knight type complex. Where I just believe in like the 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 greater good and like uh, the goal of the hero, but I mean I don't know. I'm also up for the marketplace of ideas. I think if Bane's got something better than Batman, I, I'd like to hear it out. I mean I think I think if you watch it with the perspective that like Bane is a tragic hero, uh, you know it, it's it's it can be. It can be an actually pretty decent movie if you kind of like watch it in a way that you don't fall into the trap of the movie maker or the movie maker, the the director and the producers. They definitely wanted to to be a pro law and order, pro police, pro fa- you know it's very yeah. fascist in like a literal sense because uh, a big well I don't want to spoil it, but. You'll, you'll see what I mean you if can you spoil. watch it. What about, well, let me say, but what about Killmonger? Did you see Black Panther? Are you a Killmonger fan, too? I have not seen Black Panther. I am very mm. pro-Killmonger. That's your, so that is your assignment, then. We'll have to meet again on these airwaves. Right, you go see Black Panther. Right, I gotta go watch Black Panther. And then you and Brett will commiserate next week about this. I'm not... Who's, a, who's the better... Who's the better villain? The anti-hero, yeah. You'll like Killmonger, probably. He's yeah, I think you'll cool. be down for Killmonger. <laughs> he's very, very cool. Yeah, he's hard not to like. Uh, but I also... Oh, no, 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 that's what it was. Uh, Bane is a third-world Maoist. That's what I saw somewhere. Somebody somebody said that Bane is a third-world Maoist, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but I know that he's an ant- He He believed in leveling out. Like, he believed in leveling out the classes, basically. So, Bane had good ideas. Bane had some good ideas. You know, oh, you, you know that... that huh. you, have y'all been keeping up on your on your Trillbillies lately? They're kind of a touchstone for me at this point. They do a bit... They do a bit where they talk about this theoretical TV show where they just go up to, like, you know, these big McMansions or, like, huge, huge, you know... Ferrari factories, and they just turn and look at the camera and say, "It's for the people." And then they they take it for the people. Obviously, they they nationalize it or, or what have you. <laughs> right, it. right. Just keep. Yeah, that's a great idea. Just keep doing it, and then just say. I think that's that's yeah that's, that's for that's the people. Bane. Bane Bane goes in to the Wall Street uh, to the stock exchange and on Wall Street, uh, and then turns to the camera and just says for the people so i think that's i think that's that's a pretty good analysis of the movie i think yeah, that's my plan intersecting too. my my two my two media influences for the week 
All right. Just uh, Bane. caught them all nicely together. But yeah. Well, ba- hey, Bane. Ba- clips of Bane beating up Batman on YouTube and, you know, the Workers' Party podcast. Trillbilly Workers Party, they're sweet Well thanks for calling big guy We're getting off early this Mother's Day Because we had mothers and we had to do mother stuff with them Happy birthday to all you motherfuckers out there (laughs) That's what Brett and I kind of could be considered Oh I have a perfect song for this too Alright well um, Mothers of Invention (laughs) (laughs) Okay yeah put that in again We'll see you later big guy Thanks for calling in and go see Black Panther. Yeah, see Black Panther. And let me. Let, we're gonna see what you think. We're gonna do can, at the at. Can, we're next week. The bit. Is, can next. I ask y'all a quick favor? Sure. Yeah. If y'all want to throw like Redneck Mother in there as well for the end of the show or something, okay, that would make my day. Well, uh, I just want to. That say, would make my mother's day next week at the movies with Siskel and Ebert, except for it's Brett and the big guy. Brett I like the it. Big guy. I like it. We're talking about, yeah. Get your thumb ready, dude. You got one thumb to weigh in on this thing. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down is is Killmonger better. I got one thumb. Better, yeah. You, you, Killmonger you. good or bad? Yeah, up or is down. Is he a cop or is he not? He's not a cop. For he sure. was, though. He did cop shit. Okay. I mean, hey, look. Brett is, uh, what, what am I looking for? Redneck mother. All right. We'll see By, you later. Uh, Merle Haggard? All right, yeah, see you guys around. We're going to talk over it, though, probably. Thank you for calling in. All right, that's the show. We did not put the number out, so that saved us about 40 minutes of time. I know a lot of you are going to say, hey, I thought this thing was supposed to be three hours. And I don't think anybody's that worried about it no. being three hours, to tell you the truth. I think people are kind of whatever it is, is it is. We can give you time to catch up with the other stuff. There's so many other shows. On our feed. If you yeah. want more Street Fight, there's plenty that you probably haven't heard. For sure. And we, we got, got some a great third calls. show coming up this week. We had some great calls. We got a basement show coming up and a lot more material coming very soon. So Absolutely. It's if, fun. If you want to support what we do, help us spread this mess across the U.S., you can do so by supporting us on Patreon.com. It's a website where you give money to the people that you like so they can keep doing what they do. Over there, you can get, for just $1 a month, you get access to our bonus feed for bonus shows, uh, an extra feed that you know has shows Brian talking to people that he knows. Uh, we have some music shows on there, wife shows, kids shows, a lot of different things. It's not necessary. It's just fun extra stuff that we like to do. We're also offering access to our digital zine for only $3 a month. You get uh, our exclusive writing and art from Street Fight listeners and people that think we're cool and that we, you know, contract to do artwork and articles for us. And then, of course, everything we do. And then now we're offering for $5 a month. And if you're doing more than $5 a month, you get access to all of the live feeds of the bonus shows. That started last week. We got it taken down because Brian was playing Kid Rock on the feed and they checked it. <laughs> Most street fight way to get kicked off, probably, right? Sure. Copyright violation. And so... We will be back later this week, Wednesday, late night. Uh, It will record. You'll get a notice if you're a Patreon subscriber. Um, We offer for $8, you get the physical zine you sent to your house. For $12, you can get a bonus zine sent to your house. For $13, you can get Kratom sent along with the zine to your house. And for $35 a month, you can get CBD, one gram, or some of the vape juice, or some of the body butter along with our zine. 
go check it out, patreon.com slash streetfightradio. And if you can't sign up for another monthly subscription, Lord knows I know what that's like. You can go over to store.streetfightradio.com, access all of our zines, all of our CBD, all of our Kratom, buy it directly from us, so that way we have more money to spend on spreading dissent and disruption all across the corners of this flat earth. Thank you for tuning in and uh, believing in what we do and supporting us for this long. I'm Brett. He's Brian. Find us on social media. We're at Street Fight WCRS on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Peace. He's on the scene. He's the first to leave. Drinking over team. Since it was.